All right. Uh, welcome to Prop Talk, the official podcast of the Property Masters Guild. I'm one of your hosts, Mikey Trudell, and this is a special episode. This is one of our first uh, or second Ben collaborated um, podcasts with Carissa Douglas with us, right? It is. It's our second. And second. Now our, and so much time has elapsed that now we are Ben Labs. Ben Labs. New name. We're growing. Yeah. Yeah. So th- when did that officially happen? At the top of the year. You know, um, our, our business is always evolving. We started out as a product placement agency. We evolved in, included, uh, we acquired an inner influencer agency, marketing agency. Oh. And now we have such investment in AI and technology that we are considered a, an AI and tech uh, generating company for entertainment purposes. So oh. entertainment marketing. So, yeah. So light shifts. Stuff. Yeah. Some pretty big shifts, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have a big sign now on the side of our building, too. Ooh. If anyone's cruising down Ventura Boulevard, rocking to that music I just heard. It seemed very, like, <laughs> valley rocking 80s. I appreciate that. That's right. <laughs> Paul Baker made that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Shout Friend out of to all Paul Baker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's our second one. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we have uh, two of my dear friends, Skip Torvenin and John Harrington, and the reason I brought you guys in is because I've spent decades listening to your stories <laughs> and there's one common denominator that's so massive with you both is you're such fanboys of entertainment <laughs> and you have such passion for what you do and that's in your personal life it's in your your um in your professional life you, and it really you, comes through you can say so, nerd so okay. <laughs> <laughs> see but I was that kid too so I there are people and so I um so yeah so I thought there are so many times that I've been sitting uh outside of a soundstage shooting the shit if I can cuss on this here right now oh yeah and there are so many stories that aren't told and you realize as you're talking like what you worked on that or you did that, you know? And I think that that's what audiences really get excited about Yeah, beyond like the craft community. But I believe the craft community still appreciates how did, how did John, uh, you know, make squirrel bones i think that was a conversation we had some cinnamon sticks i don't know something like that oh that was the yeah. human ass oh that was human right so we're gonna get to that you know and so it's like how did you do that and also um like i said i've been i'm i'm a product placement girl i've been doing this my whole career i love it and every day i'm learning from prop masters every, you know every time i talk with a new show like you and i just started working together mike a couple of years ago a few I think. years ago yeah. yeah and um like after the pandemic yeah is when i met you and i'm learning stuff from you so i think it's it's a really exciting field that you can always be evolving and and that leads me with the origin story you know uh, skip i'm gonna start with you because I know that you and I are native son and daughter of Glendale, California. Yes, we are. Shout out to the 818. <laughs> Shout out to the Glendale Galleria. Yeah. And I forgot what you told me about how you got started in the business. And it was it. We grew up in the shadows. Like we were adjacent to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was at Hoover. And Shout out to Hoover High. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you know, so we're both at Hoover. It's just different years. And um, <laughs> we know a lot of the same people, which is kind of odd. So small so, world. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was born in Connecticut. My family moved out here when I was three, uh, and then, you know, and I've been, I've loved movies all, you know, all my life and how they're made and really cool things. And then uh, my parents decided to move back to Connecticut in 1980, right when I graduated high school. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to stay here and get a job in the film business. And my mom was like, well, you don't know anybody. You're not going to get in, you know. So I'm just like, well, you know, my mom's like, oh, he'll be back with us in six months. But <laughs> you know, I stuck it out, and then you know, I was working at a law firm. 
renting their mailroom and going to LA Valley College film courses at night. Oh. And um, and uh, you know, so and it was a great class. I mean, in fact, one of our professors, a guy named Joseph DeCurso, used to be a professor at USC, and he would keep he would keep us two hours past when the classroom and when the class ended, and because he goes. If you can't handle these are these hours, do not work in the film right, business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Were your parents artistic at all? My or? mom was artistic. My mom, my mom painted. She played music. Um, okay. Uh, my dad was more of a logical guy, so I got the I got the creative end. I was like the black sheep of the family, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I love science fiction, horror movies. I used to be up at right. two o'clock in the morning watching, you know, King Kong and yeah, you know, being a big fan of how those were made. Did you walk, watch Elvira on Sundays? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, this is really cool stuff. And, um, eventually, you know, it's like movies like Jaws. I used to take the bus from Glendale down to Hollywood and go yeah. see Jaws yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard when I was 14. And, uh, you know, we made a little super eight movie of us you know, with blood packets. We made out of Ziploc bags at the beach and we yeah. pretend we're being attacked by sharks <laughs> and stuff like that. So I'm always curious about this because, I mean, if you're an L.A. native and, and and you didn't have parents that were in the industry or you didn't have that introduction still, but you mm-hmm. still grew up here, like, you still must have seen productions all around you. I did, and yeah. on the streets and stuff. Exactly. Or you'll be watching, like, a show like, you know, Emergency, and they shot in Glendale a lot. Go, oh, I know where that is, you know. So it's kind of like um, one time we used to go to the Grand Central Bowl in Glendale and go bowling every Sunday and... One day we went there and they were shooting an episode of The Hulk and there was Lou Ferrigno in his green makeup. And so cool. We got a little Polaroid next to you know, his kids, <laughs> next to Lou Ferrigno. So, you know, I got a taste of like filmmaking and yeah. thought that was really cool. And then, um, and I think for me, one of the, the big catalysts was, um, uh, because I'm a big nerd, uh, I was there on opening day, uh, May 25th, 1977 to watch Star Wars. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and my friends, you know, uh, went to see it, and it just you know, blew us away. Were you at Grauman's? I went to, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Grauman's Chinese Theater opening day. Like it makes it extra super special. Oh, it really yeah. does. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, and uh, that made me decide. Okay, I I got I, I think I want to work in this business for sure now. And that was the kind of the the final catalyst for me to want to get in there. So, um, and luckily for me, you know, in the mid '80s, it was a lot of non-union work. Yeah. And um. So a friend of mine who was going to Valley College with, um, her uncle was working on this low-budget movie, mockumentary called Grunt the Wrestling Movie. <laughs> and they were looking for PAs. I'm like, okay, well, we had a break in, 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 in the school year, so hey, I'll do it for a week, sure. Yeah. And it was not paid, and so, but I just, I, just fell, I just fell right into it and just felt natural to me. And the producers offered to pay me 100 bucks a week to stay because oh. I was really good. And it's like, okay, so I was helping out the art department. So I got to know people, members of the art department. Right. And they remembered me for their next thing. I think the next thing after that was Hollywood Vice Squad, which um, it is on your IMDb. It is on my IMDb. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is. And um, you were already at Hoodlum House at this point. Yes, right? I was at the Hoodlum. Yes, because this oh. and Johnny used to, were roommates in the mid '80s before we both became prop masters. Before you guys became prop yes, masters, yes, exactly. It was just a house of creative weirdos, a fraternity of the uneducated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, is there a start? How did you guys meet then? Is there? Um, my buddy Chris from high school wanted to come down here to get into acting, and so his stepfather basically bought a house, and we paid the mortgage for it. Oh. And so we had this great house where four of us, yeah, lived together, and you know we could just have big parties and not pay much, <laughs> not not pay much rent. And so perfect. It was, yeah. It was a perfect little incubator, you know, because you know my first job was a hundred dollars a week. Yeah. And I was grossly overpaid at that. And so you make no money then. Yeah. So, right. so, so either you're either homeless or 
your best friend from high school's stepfather <laughs> buys a house for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and when you first started, too, you were across the board. You were doing uh, wardrobe, right? And I was doing makeup, makeup effects. Makeup, makeup effects okay. was my first thing on Metal Storm, The Destruction of Jarred Sin in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I totally remember that. And and have, yeah, I have the big beta tape of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it was Ian Scheibel's first movie too. Oh, mm-hmm. And so so I learned mold making and stuff like that. But I realized that I this I'm not I can't paint. I'm not as good. I won't be able to do this. So I went into doing costume stuff and making the last Starfighter space helmets and stuff like that. This is why I have these guys, okay? Yeah. Because if there is a category of sci-fi or film or IP that you love, I'm sure you guys have touched it somehow. And I, and I was working at Studio Art Metal Shop, and the owner said, oh, I love it when prop guys come in because they can spend so much more money. He said, oh, prop guys spend more money than <laughs> I want to be a prop guy now. Yeah. When uh, I didn't, re- I'd known you for I don't know, fifteen years or something, and I had no idea because Doctor Strange was such a fun show. And then up on social media pops, you had a Dalek following you on the the sidewalk, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he built a Dalek. I don't know if audience listeners know what a Dalek is, but yeah. you built your own Dalek. Yeah, I, w- I was going to a convention and. Said, hey, I'll build one. And I just did it. What is a Dalek? Yeah. For, for, for those who don't yeah, know. Just, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the evil robot from Doctor Who. Or the evil, oh, okay. evil robot tank creature. <laughs> and so. Yeah, if there's a con anywhere in the Southern California region, I'm pretty sure one or both of you are at it. Yeah, sometimes. One of, one yeah. of used cons. to, not nearly as much as yeah. before, but it was yeah. the whole social, my whole social structure was yeah. science fiction conventions from, you know, late mid 70s you know before star wars in fact i went to the sneak preview of star wars the sunday before yeah see um so you're better than me (laughs) (laughs) that's my nerd cred yeah see um were you dungeons and dragons guy too i wasn't i was was, i'm I'm kind of dungeons and dragons and comic book adjacent okay yeah like I i would know people who were into it but yeah yeah yeah, I am learning though. That's one of the things I'm doing during the strike is learn, learning to play D and D. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a lot in high school, and it was a lot of fun. And I yeah. Well, now you can 3D print your own character with your face on it. So. I know, and that's what my my truck guy is super like. He, he is like <laughs> ultimate dungeon master. He's like he's like I will get you whatever you're interested in. He's like you want to do a Ted Lasso game? We'll do a Ted Lasso. I oh, like, I, I love know, that. I don't know what that means, but yeah, <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, um, actually, let me let me go back real quick too. Um, so. When I worked on the Scranton Wrestling movie, and then meeting other uh, you know producers and things like that, and um, and then I was on a show called Equal Justice for ABC. I was the prop master, and uh, they said, "Oh, by the way, the show's going to flip." Just so you know, so if you don't want to join the union, don't take the job. I said, "Oh, why wouldn't I?" Yeah, you know, so, of course. You know, so I was on the show, and probably halfway through the season one, the show flipped union, so I became a twenty-nine year twenty-nine year old union prop master. Oh. You know, so that that was weird back then because I was yeah. on, I was I was, I was on Dark Man mm-hmm. and and the union came in to try to organize it and we voted them down. We said we didn't because at that time half the town was non-union, right? And if you joined the union, then you lost half your work, right? Or you know, you lost your circle, you know. And then and then it was Child's Play Two is what got me into the. Oh really? Yeah. Was it was it the same kind of uh, credit? Like, did you still have to get the thirty days and, yeah. and do all that to get in? Yeah. Um, well, if the show flipped, you know. Yeah, that was automatic. But, you know, this is a topic that we all talk about though about diversity, inclusivity, right. really growing the craft to truly reflect audiences, mm-hmm. and that's a challenge we talk about. You know, I know you talked about you wish it. 
was easier to bring people in yeah. to the field. And uh, it's, it's, how do we, yeah. what's the future? I, I, I mean, I had, the, I had this, um, uh, she was kind of a, a PA on, on a show that she really wanted to get in and there was nothing I could do to help her get in. <laughs> and, you know, we thought well, this is during pandemic time. And so I said, well, I need people that have been tested. So I can't just, yeah. I can't just bring anybody in off the hall <laughs> right. and I need help. And I was just trying to get, you know, and it's just, it's, it's hard, you know? Yeah. Even when you know someone, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm also married to a prop master yeah. as well. And so a lot of young people in our lives will be asking us, how can I get in this and that? And there's really, no, I, I can't get I, an answer from any of you yeah. when I say, how do you get them in? <laughs> I, I, my main answer like now, which is cause I mean, I don't know, I don't know almost anybody that works non you like I, yeah. Right now, because I was like, oh, I'm open to do some non-union work since there's nothing going on. But I was like, I don't even know. How I got my main, one of my main assistants in um, earlier is that a lot of tier movies, you can usually uh, slip them in before the books are turned into IA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got him in, because then you're technically flipping. Yeah. Um, because like when he signed, if he signs his contract and his paperwork before before they're officially union, mm-hmm. which is in pre-production, then that means he flips with the show. And there's no fight back for that. I, like, I had to call 44 and make sure that was all kosher, and it was. And yeah. that, that was my only ticket. If you could find somebody that's willing to hire you on a show full-time and you know the show is going to start, make sure you can get your paperwork in before mm-hmm. that gets yeah. done. That's, that's the only way I could see. <laughs> yeah, and I know, I mean, I know with the PMG, it's still in its infancy. You're 18 months in or, or so. I know that's a big initiative for the guild members to, you know, how do we, how do we make the access uh, more easy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I've, I've got like a f- friends who are like in Chicago who are just great. And, you know, you want to come out here and work because you're good. Yeah. And you, there's just no mechanism for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, we got to on, on, um, when I was helping out on Kenobi, um, we had one of the, um, one of our prop assistants came from the Hollywood CPR program. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah, he was, yeah. and he was great. And that, you Fantastic. know, I got him his hours and got him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And I think that's, that's one of the programs that it the is. local is doing as well. Yeah. So really, mm-hmm. we, we, yeah. we had one of the, one of the same guys, a person come from there on, um, Lincoln lawyer also. And okay. he was probably one of the best assistants that I have had. Like, mm-hmm. what was it? Cause they take a class too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they took a course like about prop mastering and do through, I think Nicole Ruby did one or something. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, then they're sent out and it's set up so they can get in, which is fantastic yeah. yeah that would have been really nice back in the day yeah. you know it's like because i didn't know i didn't have any family members in the business and then you know i had to learn and then um and realized working on these non-union things um i was getting more of an education than going to you know right LA. i mean i was only a few credits away from getting my what, aa in film but you know no i'm working yeah you know, I, I can't afford to go to usc so this will this will have to do yeah so. no i mean i'm still figuring it out why do you think i'm having a podcast with all you guys <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's how you do it. Sure, yeah. Sure, exactly. <laughs> well, well, uh, well, that's something that, John, you were talking about. I wish there was a forum that we could all come together and share how we made this or, like, how we oh, did my, this. My rec- pod- I, I think we recipes. Do, we yeah. need to do a recipe book. We need to have, like, start, start kind smart. of have, have a website of, like, oh, this is my recipe for dog poo. 
Yeah. You know, which, <laughs> yeah. Is, which is Nutella and Nestle's quick. And then you put it in a Ziploc bag, cut the corner off, and you can squeeze it yeah. for people to step on. Yeah. yeah. You're going to call it the Prop Master's Cookbook, which yeah. is perfect, which is, you know. Okay. Kind of, let, kind of, let's not give it all away. Yes. But now that we said it, we've already, we've already established copyright. Yeah. Because, okay. Okay. Know. Yeah. There we go. Well, because it's interesting. Um, we, so I'm, product placement, we represented. Uh, Campari and Aperol and uh, Ben Lewis was doing a, a, a show uh, I think it was called From Scratch on Netflix or Amazon something like that anyway he had to make an Aperol spritz and him and his assistant spent like two hours going back and forth to Bevmo's and this and that yeah. to, to figure out the specific color because it had to be the exact what is it? an Aperol spritz I don't even know what that is but it's delicious it's a very delicious yeah. drink yeah. have you watched White Lotus they live on it. Yes. They got those who survived had more Aperol spritz, okay. I believe. <laughs> so, uh, but but it's a specific color. It's okay. a, you know, and it's 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 orange and it has a specific look. And they figured out this amazing non-alcoholic recipe that then yeah. we ended up using with all of our other shows and prop people for White Lotus. In fact, I emailed it over and I said, "A prop master out here in LA created this, and it's t- you, the actors will drink it. Right? And it's not high in sugar. All that." Mm-hmm. BS that yeah. actors yeah. demand. I mean, that's so. fantastic. I mean, it, have you guys like? Do you guys follow like Scott Reader on mm-hmm. Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's doing a lot like with that stuff too. That's helping out. I mean, he's giving away a lot of secrets. That <laughs> was just like, yeah. oh, here's how you make a non-meltable ice cream sandwich, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like doing that stuff. So I think that's that'd be an awesome idea yeah, to like, put it, all those combined ideas. Yeah, and I'm I I really don't like the whole gatekeeping concept. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's our ability to figure it out. Oh yeah, not once we have figured it out. Yeah. Back in the old days, you know, prop masters kept those secrets to themselves. No, that's, you know? that's half now, what the prop master guild's about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, exactly. Like bringing those walls down. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Because someone's always going to have a better idea than you know, you're going to have. Definitely. You know, a, you know, but we're all keeping our own human ash recipes. That's right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, we have to get the human ash recipe because uh, we've mentioned it. What did you have to make that for? Well, I made it for hacks. Hacks. Okay. I had I made it for hacks. Now my recipe is it's John's basic recipe, but I added mm. some broken cinnamon sticks in there to add broken bone fragments. Because once you mix it in with everything, then it's um, you know, then then it looks pretty decent. It's edible and it's biodegradable. Yeah. So, because they had to dump it off the edge of the Grand Canyon, so I had to make it you know safe yeah. to dump. I did so. a, I did a nine one one Lone Star episode where they throwing the ashes, and they blow back in their face, and the guy <laughs> the guy chokes on them. So I had to like really have it. So did you use the same recipe? Yeah, it's Sean's recipe. Yeah, Sean's recipe. Yeah, it's activated charcoal, powdered sugar, and Nestle's quick. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he just whips it like like your Ina Garden of, yeah. Yeah. you know, of, of <laughs> you, you could mix that all into like a, in, into a, a nice warm drink and yeah. taste yeah. delicious. Yeah, you could, exactly. Well, it's like when we have to make, we had to make absinthe for Californication. You're trying to find the right exactly color, you know, and then because we had Marilyn Manson, he has his own absinthe company. And so we're using his brand. But he goes, well, just drink the real stuff. I said, no. <laughs> no, we can't use the real stuff. You know, we'll use your bottle, but I'm going to, you know, so I made it in a very interesting character. Um, anyway, so. So but, I, I'm, I'm not on the inside. I like to think I'm on your inside circle, but not really. Like, how does that go when you're in your production meeting and they're like, well, and Mikey, you did American Horror Story, right? Yeah, Horror Stories. Stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does that in the meeting? They're like, and we would like them to be eating the heart out or this and that. Do they ask you how you're going to make it? Um, yeah, uh, in this case with, uh, in the Ryan Murphy world, like a lot of the producers have done eating hearts before and, and unfortunately like on my well, episode, most producers have. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So 
<laughs> so with this particular one, and the problem with this was also because we did an eating heart, but then they the one that they did last time, I guess, was a big problem <laughs> for taste. The it didn't look right. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't bloody enough, so they're like, oh, it caused lots of issues last yeah. time, so good Don't luck. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you end up doing? We ended up, um, so there was a bunch of versions of the heart because the heart was such a big part of the episode, so our special effects makeup department was already making some like other gelatinous hearts and a burnable heart mm-hmm. and all this yeah. stuff. So it needed to match <laughs> that's them. A, that's what Prilosec is for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. So I, I went to them and I was like, oh, so you guys are already molding the heart. I was like, can you make a food safe mold for me to help mm-hmm. or whatever? And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. So they made like a silicone mm-hmm. mold mm-hmm. for us already. In which case I gave to, we hired a food stylist and we were able to give it to them mm-hmm. and went through. So mostly out of gelatin, mm-hmm. but very wet gelatin so i wanted the center to be a little bit more mushy but the Mm. outside to still be solid Mm -hmm. which we had to make i think i think like over 60 of them (laughs) and through and and like half versions and stuff like that and then once it came out just drenched in edible blood also Mm. so i'm gonna ask another follow-up question to that because actors can be particular did it have to be mm-hmm. vegan gelatin? Did that come up to throw you? No, another? this okay, one didn't. Okay, that, that saved us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually saved us for this one. We did have a plan just in case, but mm-hmm. and having that mold helped too because actually even after that, like uh, like me and um and my truck guy, like we would go home and took the mold home afterwards just to like play around mm-hmm. to see. We ended up ruining that mold in a short story <laughs> because <laughs> of the you can't use it anymore. But we, we just were like, let's just play around to see like what we can kind of manufacture that would look good mm-hmm. to see if we can like kind of make it what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like, it, like if we can find our own recipe that can yeah. make mm-hmm. a better idea. Unfortunately, we didn't find anything that was better than gelatin. We had yeah. a lot of yeah. failed cases, but like something that because gelatin doesn't taste the best. No. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not... It's edible and it could sit in your stomach, but I mean, after you eat about forty of these hearts, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you're not going to be feeling. What, the what best. was what was your blood? The blood was is was literally the I forget the exact company, but it was an edible blood Cause, company. Because what I what I I had someone uh, Jude Bell mix something up for me, which was just uh, Palm Wonderful oh. with cherry juice mixed with this food thickener for stroke patients. Oh yeah, you know what mm-hmm. we did do though, because we did make some. S- some um, of our own stuff because there was a different episode where they were drinking jars of blood. Yeah. Which you can't do that with edible blood because right. the edible blood, it's like you, you get, get in your mouth and you can eat. You're supposed to like cookie monster it. You're supposed to. Right, exactly. You're supposed to like, you're not supposed to eat too much that. of it. <laughs> yes. So like we had to do a thing and, and they actually sell like thickened water. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, is which the consistency is fantastic, and yeah. it literally is just it's, it's water that they you can buy the stuff at the pharmacy called Thicket. Yeah, yeah. The powder, <laughs> yeah. that too. The stuff. powder, yes, yes, and, it, and it's just basically a methyl cellulose that you can thicken. Yeah, stuff. so that like for that we just got that put a little bit of food coloring in and some sweeteners, and it was actually wonderful. <laughs> and it, and it, looked, it looked really good too, and yeah. some black like because they, they, they make I, I don't. I, 
it may have been Ben Group that has the black water. Do you guys have yeah. the black oh, water? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have the black yeah. water. Black water's making good stuff. We use that a lot in Hawaii. We use, we yeah. use it so much. Yeah, it's great uh, for coffee. It's yeah, for, it's great for coffee. They don't black water coffee. brand. You can reach me at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can you can water it down for booze even. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And it's good for darkening blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, the irony is we launched Palm Wonderful back in the early two thousands, yeah. yeah. and I, product placement is really great for new brands because you want to be on TV and this and that. But the idea of pomegranate juice was really hard in the beginning. It's all easy right. now. Everyone wants their antioxidants. <laughs> no, one, no one wanted antioxidants in 2004. Because our fake I, blood know, was high in antioxidants. Yeah, <laughs> so there you are. You, uh, there we are now. Right. Just, oh, I, I wish we had them still. So, yeah. Um, when we had, a, speaking of old-timey, we had to create uh, vegan Twinkies for... Um, Woody Harrelson for uh, uh, Zombieland. Oh, Same thing wow, because he was right. vegan. He loved Twinkies in that movie. Yeah. The whole thing was about, yeah, finding the Twinkie and stuff. And so, um, but he's great. And our client, Hostess, was was wonderful. And Did they, Ho- Hostess made it for Yeah, him? they actually had their own people, like their R&D people awesome. and their food stylists create, because he had to create all these these Twinkies, these, these vegan Twinkies. And I'm going to look right over to John Harrington because he did not have such a great experience with Hostess. Be- oh, and it, we I, didn't represent them. That's why yeah. I think if they, <laughs> I think if they had had represent- all the difference. No, it is actually all the difference because we know the ins and outs how to get stuff done like right? that. Yeah. If you were to call a brand direct a lot, it's overwhelming to say, "Hey, we want to feature you in this film or this TV series, and we're going to need this product in four days." And by the way, can you make it be vegan and purple? No, I'm kidding, but it wasn't. Purple. But you know, it's <laughs> right, like, and yeah. you had that same experience. Yeah, I had chocodiles. They, they, I, they said, "Yeah, we'll send you chocodiles. We'll send them to you." And I got them like the very last minute, and they now said, "Oh, now they're call them fudge color covered Twinkies." They're not, and then <laughs> the, the chocodile in tiny little letters. So we had like, oh no! So to call my graphics person, and we whipped them out. And we were able to make vintage but like a week went by right that you were waiting on these yeah yeah and so you're mm. waiting expecting expecting chocodiles, chocodiles. And, and i got fudge covered twinkies which is a terrible name <laughs> <laughs> and so but I, i'm surprised that the product place we don't have archives of period stuff so i think yeah. you were trying to get me doritos yep, yep. and i gave and, you a, a, a snapshot from the interwebs yeah and yeah. so we had to rebuild doritos mm-hmm. from scratch it is oh. it is uh interesting that um some clients have them, and some mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. some don't. And you'd think that the te- technology, even uh, I think for that Aperol, we were, I was talking about that was set in the early two thousands, and we mm-hmm. still didn't have high res files from the early two thousands. So it is, uh, but I mean, the graphics people we all work with are yeah. are terrific. I, I, uh, we equally opportunity use all of them over at Ben Labs, and everyone does such a great job. Hershey's was able to get me a photograph of a nineteen forty five Hershey bar of the chocolate mm-hmm. itself. Which I had 3D printed. We made a mold, and I made 1945 Hershey's chocolate. Yeah, you know, well, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, in uh, Forrest Gump, this is before my time, before I worked for Norm Marshall. But Norm Marshall <laughs> is literally the pioneer yeah. of product placement, and uh, this is before I got in the industry. But the story goes what he told me. In there's a scene in, in Forrest Gump where he drinks all these Dr. Peppers. You know, right, it's like, right. I'll have this many. When yeah. I, I should know this. It's in our sizzle reels mm. all the time. But when I asked Norm about that, because they represented Dr. Pepper, he, uh, I said, did they did they give you those? Because we were talking about period projects. And he's like, no, they didn't have them either. And it was a race between him, Tony Ingadol over at Coke. And I think Davy Brown st- still had had 
Pepsi at the time too. Mm -hmm. But basically everyone at Norm Marshall, which were about four people at the time, they went out to garage sales. This is before eBay Mm -hmm. or any of that. This is what, Mm -hmm. 92 where they filmed Mm -hmm. or 91. And they went out and he found like antique dealer up in Antelope Valley and, and whoever could get the how many they needed i think they needed like uh three dozen bottles whoever could get that to the prop master who i probably should know which who it was but who can get him to the time that's mm-hmm. who got the plug and that's who got the placement wow. and so norm tells a story that they just spread out and drove all over la and made calls and you know got the yellow pages out like the good old yeah. timey you know i i, I think those if, if, if you can get any beer company to just have a backlog of of Cans, vintage cans with those flip lids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flip lids I yeah. think they will do very well among prop. Masters. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mikey, you're so young. You don't. You didn't cut your feet on those uh, at the beach. Those, at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it says something about my my childhood. I just collect them and make rings out of them in yeah. our house. Just, you know, oh, yeah. like, make chain mail. Yeah. yeah. yeah see? <laughs> make chain mail. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh... Yeah. It's um. Well, Budweiser used to have um. Be, they would bottle it makes bottle at the distillery here in Los Angeles because yeah. they were here in the valley they would actually have cans with water in them yep. I don't think they still do that right. in fact Mike and I live up here in Santa Clarita where in 1994 there was a massive earthquake in Los Angeles yep. uh, and we were cut off up here from Los Angeles mm-hmm. so we had no water up here and somehow from AB the brewery that's when I first learned about movie beer because again, I was in college <laughs> and you would get in the national guard was over at a park and you'd all get in line in the cars and you'd get water. So you could have drinking water and it was in beer cans. And I was oh, like, cool. this is so cool. Yeah. And then cut to two years later, I'm working at my first agency or a year and a half later. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where I learned about movie like, because they were the, and they were so successful because they were able to stop the presses stop and like mm-hmm. fill it with water and do it right there mm-hmm. we had heineken for many many years and because it came from the netherlands they were like well, i wish i could do a dutch accent but i can't <laughs> they're like why would you have us do that yeah, yeah. why would you have us mm-hmm. do that and that's the other thing with all of our spirits i it kills me when people take live booze from us we represent like jameson and avion mm-hmm. and mom and all sorts of brands um Chivas to dump product out. You know, you're giving live product. We can't seem to get empty bottles mm, right so don't worry we decanter as much as possible and i hope you all do oh too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah we're talking about before we yeah. started recording yeah. there's yeah. a mini bar here yeah. that Indeed. is probably mostly stocked by you so. yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to have yeah you know? exactly it's a good and thing everyone has have. that file cabinet drawer filled with mason jars yeah that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll do a lot of mason jars that's right <laughs> no no i mean you do your best as a as a company and, and as an agent to educate your brands um but there's a lot of stuff i learned from you guys along the way that helps guide them i mean uh skip and i when we first started working together that's when we had sega and i was not a gamer yes we launched uh i'm gonna date myself we had sega uh, genesis and then we launched saturn and then uh, dreamcast dreamcast was was my shit (laughs) i I, I just use sega genesis on my period show see there it is i'm feeling all nostalgic i I had to remake the boxes oh really yeah i wish we still had those somewhere but but um but in fact you're such a you know gamer and techie and this and then we were you were on drew carey show and i it was dreamcast i was we were launching dreamcast which is super super cool to work on it was like the first time you were tented as they call (laughs) like you're like it's an nda to the extreme and yeah uh, it was a really fun program to work on because it was something totally unique and new and cool it was the first time in a marketing meeting that guys with full sleeves would come 
come in. Again, you're younger, Mikey, so yeah. it's like yeah. normal to see people with sleeves. But yeah. like mm-hmm. back in then, no. 1998, going to a marketing meeting in San Francisco with a Japanese-owned gaming company, technology company, it was like a big thing. You're like, this mm-hmm. is crazy. But I do remember going to you, and it was like I had lo- so much to learn about playback, um, uh, graphics, like cleared game footage yeah, of what you exactly. can show. Um, I think your your producer really. Yeah, well, for luckily for me, one of my best friends uh, was a, the VP of technology at EA. Oh. So, in fact, I had him. Um, you know, we used it on on the Drew Carey show. Um, you know, Paul Aarons was the main prop master, and, and um, uh, they brought me in as like co prop master. And um, the uh, we had this Drew later on in the season. Drew worked for a gaming co- for an internet company, and so I had Apple send me all down the lampshade. You know, IMAX. Yeah. And. Um, and then my friend Scott, he said, hey, I want to send you down some copies of uh, Medal of Honor, which is one of their first-person shooter games, yeah, right? Yeah, He sent me a case of them. And so Jeez. every Friday night, you know, Drew would come up to me and goes, hey, if I give you some money, would you put the computers back up again and I'll order food and we'll, just, we'll, we'll play games tonight? So I would bring all the laptop no computers way. back on and I'd, I set up the wireless network on the stage because before the studios had their own yeah. Wi-Fi. So I set it up on the stage for them. And um, yeah, and then we'd sit there and play Medal of Honor, and then we found out ER played as well. Really? <laughs> so they challenged us to a game. To a game. To of a, Medal and of so, Honor. and we were we were just like you know, uh, shit talking to each other, sending notes back because <laughs> they were on the stage next door to us. And yeah. um, and so one Saturday, you know, the day came, and um, and we were teasing Noel Wiley because he was bad mouthing it, but then he didn't show up with the game. <laughs> but Drew was there. I was you know everybody from the Drew Carey show that was played George games. George Clooney there. George Clooney was not there. I don't think I don't think he was a gamer back then. So, but we we hauled everything over to the ER stage, and they set up a giant screen TV so you can or a projector TV so you could watch the gameplay, and we ordered pizzas and everything awesome. like that. And uh, and we had a little lampshade IMAX, and they had all their PCs, <laughs> and we beat them, and they were so mad. <laughs> and they kept wanting a rematch, and Deuce says, "Nope, no, we're done." No, we're done. It was a time uh, back yeah. then at Warner Brothers because you had yeah you had ER you had you guys you yeah. had friends sandwiched in there. Um, yeah, you were without Wing a trace. There. You were yeah. West, without yeah. a trace. You had West Wing. Yeah, there was just I mean there, it, it that was a fun time. Warner Brothers is always a good time. I oh yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite lots yeah. to work on. And you're there right now with Abbott. Yeah, I'm in there with Abbott Elementary right now. So you know. In fact, full circle. It's funny to see that the ER exterior was completely gone now yeah. on the back lot, and it's I, built out with your your elementary school. Exactly. Yeah, they tore down the uh, the the L track and they put our facade up there. I mean, technically they're supposed to be rebuilding it before the season starts, but that's kind of on the burnt back burner right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're using the biggest sound stage on the lot for our school set. You know, normally they save that for features, so you know they they they're big fans of the show. Right. You know, and Quinta all the way down is just lovely people to work with because you know during their careers you work with people not so nice mm-hmm. and you get these unicorn shows where just everybody's nice and the actors are great and yeah you know and you really are unicorn shows yeah, yeah you, know, Abbott, you don't want to lose them <laughs> yeah abbott californication drew carey were my three main ones that were just how long were you on, were you on californication the whole run yeah seven uh, seven Damn, seven seasons yeah I i've been lucky I was, on, I was on drew carey for like seven or eight seasons Damn. i did the middle for nine nine you know nine seasons yeah so you've had some long runs yeah yeah no so, exactly yeah. that's people why you do tv well because you can stay home and still get the hours you yeah need, you know without a trace was like 20 years no i'm kidding it was, <laughs> it was seven but it seemed like it was 159 episodes but it was Whoa. one of the top globally watched series yeah. two oh, days yeah. Yeah, like it's pretty internationally, fun. it's massive. It was, it was a fun show. So I feel like it was on longer than that. And so. it was, you know, it was all photo stuff. I mean, that was 
Yeah. All my job was collecting photos and taking photos and Didn't you have, getting well, photographers. You had to get a bunch of BG. What was that? You had a story? Oh, I had, yeah, well, a couple of things. Background. I had, we, we wanted to do a scene. Uh, Rosemary Rodriguez was the director and we were in a, a, a baby doctor, OBGYN's office. And she wanted the person sitting there as they fade away. And sometimes they'll put baby pictures, like people will send baby pictures back to their mm-hmm. doctor. And so she wanted like as many baby pictures as I could get. And so I needed cleared baby pictures. Right. So there was a without a trace Facebook fan group. So I just post on that. Hey, you want to get your child on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I posted a clearance for him. And I posted. I said, send me pictures. And I got hundreds oh and hundreds yeah. of baby pictures from fans of the show. And you know, printed them out. We we made this like. Like thirty foot by twenty foot mural <laughs> of baby pictures, and then I got emails. Oh, I saw my grandson on your show. <laughs> my favorite show. I was so happy. That was, that was off a Facebook group. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. my God, that's such a good idea. And and, uh, and I also had to do a a mugshot book of women, and so I kind of posted, you know, how to take your mugshot and send it <laughs> to me, and I got all these women sending me pictures of themselves looking, you know. You just did clearances send back the release to them? Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a, a lot of releases. On, on, yeah. on the, uh, you know, on propmonster.com yeah. slash release, <laughs> <laughs> you could download the release form and I just put wow, them with Wow, you did the just... job for them. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's funny. They talk about people want to see their babies on TV. Just, or, or just yesterday, there's a show that's shooting, ironically. Here we are in a strike. Mm-hmm. It's shooting out of the country, though. And um, I guess the director or some... 80 someone just had a baby and wants her baby on to have a role like on the show so the, they asked if we can give him baby baby bjorn so someone can carry this baby somehow on mm-hmm. camera and we thought well that's a great way to make sure we have a placement for sure because yeah yeah, yeah. she, the, she yeah. so wants her kid just to be on the show mm-hmm. no part really it's just like a yeah passing shot but just because she wants her kid in the show. We, we were just laughing about it in the office. We're like, really? That's just funny. But well, actually, all of us are guilty of doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Say well, that's you. the fun thing about being a prop master because you yeah. can put your friends and kids in your props. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I put my kids in the opening credits of Californication where David Ducundi holds up the newspaper. Those are the names of my kids. Oh, really? It says, <laughs> who's Kieran Reese? And people are like, Who's this author? Never heard of him. And so finally somebody figured, oh, I think it's the prop guy's kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I created a, um, a fake packaging on Drew Carey's show. It was like, you know, my first delicatessen because they were still babies. And so yeah. we created boxes of that. And so. I had to do a wall of dead vampires for the originals. <laughs> yeah. And and my my Burning Man group is kind of, do, uh, is kind of goth death guild. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, I'm the only one without black eyeliner, yeah. and so <laughs> everything you keep saying just get a, keeps getting more and more interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, well, That's so, a whole other chapter. So, yeah. so, so we, have, we, have, we have Thunderdome, so I just took pictures of no, really my my, my Death Guild friends and put them on the wall. Awesome. <laughs> See, you're saving a lot of money without. Yeah, exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. No, Mikey, you're gonna start doing that. You're gonna start having your kid, your dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. yeah. I, I mean, I've already, I've put my I, my dogs have made their way yeah. into. Their yeah, pictures my, have it, and I mean, I, my son's ultrasound was projected. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In fact, one of my one of my one of my twins was a missing kid on John's show. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> his mom was really upset about that too. I don't like him being missing, but he's not really missing. It's 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 pretend. So, yeah, I was. I mean, that's how I was gonna like find a way. We had a we had a scene where we weren't gonna see. Um, 
it was a funeral and it was just like, oh, the portrait yeah. outside of a coffin mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just like, because the, the story was about the funeral director or whatever. And you're like, oh, this could be anybody. I was like, well, to avoid clearance issues, I'll just make it my wife or whatever. And then yeah. the line producer was just like, oh, no, no, uh, let's make it my son. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Give me a picture of him. And then I did it. And then as soon as I printed it out, it was like showing, I was like, all right, we made like, we made like the flyers that they right, give out, the yeah. little things. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore because it just got to Oh my god! What? Careful what you wish for. I know. Well, I think it's too late at this point. Yeah, forward. We went forward with it, and she just hated. I was like, "Do you want to keep some as a souvenir?" She's like, "No." No. (laughs) I was uh, at Third Rock from the Sun. I was there hanging out with the the guys over at Cliff Bernay and their their team, and I was like 22 or something, and I had a bulldog puppy, and I was all about like the dog mom. You know, I'm young with my dog. And they're like, oh, we need this really ridiculous picture uh, for holidays with like a, a, a woman and her dog. But it's like, ah, who, who would do that? Like they're making fun basically mm-hmm. of like doing yeah. this. And I'm like, well, I just was at PetSmart mm-hmm. with Trixie from Speed Racer and my little <laughs> dog. And indeed, that's what they blew it up and they were making fun of this. Yeah, yeah, it was like the, the object of the joke was yeah. this one and dog. And I was like, but that's really me. And it is in my garage. I just left. Oh, my. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and it's up right there when I leave. Trixie, Trixie and 22-year-old me. On Without a Trace, we did a wrestling program for you know these two boxers. And boxing program. These two boxers at Madison Square Garden. So we need to put something on the back of it. So what else is at Madison Square Garden? Well, the dog show. So we smuggled oh, yeah. we smuggled our little dog into the into Warner Brothers, and I did a photo shoot of me in a tuxedo holding a little dog. <laughs> and, and so the back page of this is me in a tuxedo with this little dog and all these other dogs around it for the Westminster Dog Show. So I, I didn't know you did a wrestling episode. We represented the WWF no, before it was WWE. Oh. No, it was boxing. It was boxing. boxing. No, but we did we did we, we did, did WWE. Yeah, we did we did. Also, we did what's the MMA stuff. Yeah, I know what, we did an we episode of that. We've had some fun clients yeah. and like yeah. representing, it was before it was even WWE and then became mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, before the pandas. And, yeah. The, the pandas the panda made them change was, their yes, name. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's important too. But uh, we all get so into our jobs. Like, and I think you know this, but because I had my wrestling belt in my office yeah. there. But I, I made all of us on our team come up with our own wrestling name. And this is before the divas, you know. So mm. I was, instead of Caressa, I was Crushia. And, nice. and like Crushia. And uh, we, we used to be able to take all of our friends like prop people and stuff who ever wanted to go to the to the matches and uh we that the rock was there this is like in Ooh. back in the heyday this is probably like yeah. 99 mm-hmm. so it was like the rock and it's way before john cena big show all these crazy stuff and uh i ran into a a father of a girl i went to high school with and i looked completely ridiculous because i was head to toe like a like a groupie, like a wrestling groupie or something. And I think he really thought I was really into it. And I was with my clients and yeah, I was into it, but I was like, hello, Mr. Rosenauer. Like, like this is what I've turned into, you know, you had to be there for it. But yeah, we've had some fun clients. Wrestling was definitely fun. But um, that was a good time for wrestling, actually. They had Triple H, the Hardy Brothers, Kane. May the Iron Sheik yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, when it, we, we did that, you know, when I did Grunt the Wrestling movie, you know, it's just like that was like the first mockumentary about wrestling. Yeah. And so, in fact, they, um, I remember because I was just a PA on it, but they're like, oh, no, we need somebody to stand. So they grabbed me and threw me in front of the camera and say, okay, be a groupie. <laughs> so I got this scrawny, you know, yeah. 18-year-old kid, you know, yelling at a wrestling match. So I, I think it would be so hard to be a background person. I can't do what the extras no. do. I, I just can't. Also, you don't let them eat, apparently. 
What do you do? You have to. They get a they get a box of chips. Yeah. yeah. Although although the last writer strike, we had an episode to shoot, and then we knew we were going to be done, but we weren't wrapping because Mm -hmm. we were coming back. So it was a Civil War reenactment episode of Without a Trace. Oh, I love those. So the production designer and I both got uniforms, and so we both got our Civil War uniforms and just walked through shots. Nice. <laughs> I could see you. It was were, yes. were you Union or Confederate? Oh, I was very Union. Okay, okay. And he, and he was very Confederate. Wow. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would definitely blow it. I would be the person that would be like looking at the this camera, you know, or being in someone's eye line or something. Like that. Well, I mean, John, it's great because John's got a great face for putting on products. Because I put him on, I put John on some of my products. In fact, he just did a great liquor bottle with his oh, face yeah. on it, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It was it was a whiskey bottle, wasn't it? A bourbon, a bourbon, it bourbon. Was a bourbon. Yes, yeah. close enough. Because you're giving yourself your eighteen, your eighteen hundred, so you actually shave this price. You just had mutton chops. Well, I that's think. got the full beard. That's got the. Oh, that's the full beard. No, I had well, one of them with just. What was that for? Uh, Magnum, Magnum PI. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so now I have to hide John's liquor somewhere in one of my shops. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah. Good Abbott Elementary not much call for that, but you know. Yeah. Something else. So you have Easter eggs. Oh yeah, I do. We we love doing Easter eggs. In fact, um, do all prop people have Easter eggs? I, I every single thing I've ever done, there's a Trudell wine bottle, so, and it's always a different type. I always make a new graphic every show, mm-hmm. and it's always really? a yeah. Uh-huh. So it's either a Trudell wine bottle. Some it's been a beer a couple of times, but it's always I do Trudell's like vineyards or something like that. Nice, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I've hidden, I've you, hidden. Oh, go ahead, John. Oh, I used to have all my beers be presidents. Oh really? So yeah. Like Van Buren and Taft Draft, and yeah, yeah, and and, and and all my cigarettes were Shakespeare characters. You know, I had Mercutio and Juliet, and yeah, exactly, yeah. And and I'll hide I'll hide Easter eggs in my props too because it's like that way if somebody you know because like like on Abbott you can you, people are selling lanyards, yeah, you know, on Etsy, yeah, yeah. But you know, I put Easter eggs on the on teacher IDs, yeah. So that, that's great. So I, if they scanned it, then. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not skips. That's somebody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that doing my last name on a lot of them is like I started doing it more for my family. Like, sure, yeah. Reach it for them to watch it because yeah. they get excited. excited. And yeah, and, and and my dad's one of eleven, so the Trudell name like runs strong. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so if any of them get like catch just like a glimpse, they're like, oh my god, you know what I mean? So it's anything that they like. Yeah. So it's usually cool there. My last name is just a little too. Yeah, it's not a good product. <laughs> Torvenin is not a good product name. Now if it's in Finland, yeah, it'd be great, but yeah, here yeah. not so much. So, well, yeah, it's funny we're talking about like fake cigarettes and stuff, but cigarettes were really big in advertising and also in product placement. Yeah. So I didn't realize one of the first brand like Marlboro had representation for oh, many, yeah, many they years. Did. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I remember even when I in the nineties, uh, I I remember they had representation. They were yeah. Uh, oh, I remember Brad going, to, going to Norm Marshall and picking up cigarettes. No, not really from Norm Marshall. No, wasn't Norm Marshall? Oh, it wasn't was us, that, I don't think. No, um, it, it was Bragman. I think BNC. No. No, it anyway, wasn't. No, I have to remember, oh, but it was UPP. UPP. That was yeah. yeah they they handled yes, cigarettes. And that's yeah. where I learned uh, the Don, uh, Don Nunnally. I think he was one of the founders of UPP. He was telling me they used to just drive to stages and, and open his trunk up and yeah. there were all the, the yeah. cigarettes and yeah you know. and, and then you know almost overnight they kiboshed all that yeah. no smoking on camera no and you know, it, it's it, almost CCTV. it's tough to work on something where they actually allow you to smoke on camera yeah. anymore and it's generally only a bad guy that can smoke no yeah glow was probably the last one that i worked on that they did allow and once that was done yeah netflix it was, doesn't it was allow like, anything yeah. now it was like overnight they stopped giving us cigarettes and then it took 12 <laughs> years to have grip stop coming to you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I hope my mom's not listening. She's not, because uh, I was I, all my business was out when I, in those years I was outside of stage smoking with everyone. Yeah, you know, it's like that's where you, I remember all, 
you go by the front stage and everyone was out there and it was just like high school you know everyone's smoking outside yeah, yeah. the stage and stuff and um yeah yeah how, how quickly it changes yeah I have a question with you guys. Since you guys started prop mastering the sa- around the same time, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, was that were you each other's motivation for really? No, well, we weren't living together at the time because I had moved out by then. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of we just thought it was funny that we both became prop masters. Yeah. I mean, so you never had a conversation like about that before you started doing well, it. Well, just or? that first thing, the the seller. I you know, yeah, we went he, to Arizona. Yeah, he was my assistant on this non-union thing called the seller, right. and then what? Last year, I assisted for you for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, 38 <laughs> on, years later. On, on Hug Machine. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a 38-year gap between yeah. <laughs> us, us working together. Exactly. But, you know, we'll, we'll trade stories and we'll trade ideas. Yeah. And, because John is so incredibly clever about stuff. It's just like he's my go-to guy for, how would you do this? So, you know. But um, but that didn't serve as the reason any of you guys got it. You just got, no, it, I got it independently. Just independently. I mean, I got it because I couldn't afford to go to film school. Mm-hmm. So I started doing props, and next thing you know, oh, I, you know, I'm now what 33 years and yeah. 73,000 hours as a prop master. It's, it's yeah. a lot of so, hours. <laughs> yeah, I worked at Hand Prop Room for a while too. Oh, I, okay. I was I was doing the mole shop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, who were you there with? So others have come through HPR too. Uh, I was there. I did America with a K in like 19. Like other prop masters though started at the same time you probably. A lot uh, of people have come through. HPR and ISS to become no, prop masters. I mean, really? I was in the shop in the back. Okay, there weren't too many other prop masters then. Or like you know. folks that worked with you and then also came became prop masters. Uh, no, not really. Mark Jameson, who I just saw for the first time in years. Okay, we worked together at ISS doing the mold shop. We were both in the mold shop together. But so you were at ISS too. At ISS, yeah. Man. Jumping ship right I'm just, there. I'm yeah. just telling you, there's stories upon stories yeah. that you just exactly. need to prompt I mean, them. Just made a lot of rubber guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like my, my brother, you know, he, he moved back to LA as well. And then he's the uh, shop steward at HBR Custom. Oh, he's, really? He's the electronics guy up there. Yeah. Oh, so. very cool. So, yeah, I've, I, on horror stories, they actually, like, I, I'd never been, br- like, I've used them and stuff, but I'd never actually been brought through the whole shop until, like, Last show mm-hmm. at HPR at HPR yeah. yeah at HPR that was the first time they actually actually brought me through the whole shop and mm-hmm. like each department and show me what the show me the room with all like the three D printing machines and stuff mm-hmm. like that and the electronic department and what they were doing with like the guns and stuff about making like the muzzle flashes yeah, and right. stuff like that mm-hmm. which is really cool <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. I, it's funny I first heard about three D printing from you yeah. it was like twelve years this a long time ago mm-hmm. and I remember I kind of glazed over. Because I was trying to figure out, I was like, "What? Are you t- that's going to take forever." And now, yeah, oh I think yeah, no, all no. of you. It's definitely as we talk about like the innovation of props. Yeah, that, that's oh, one of the pieces of technology you guys are all utilizing. Right, now, exactly. Right? Just knowing how they work will will help you a great deal when you have to design something. Um, it's like on 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 Abbott Elementary. I had to come up with the the bust of one of our actors in four days. You know, yeah. so and I had to make multiples of it. So. Um, uh, and How the, big did it have to be? Uh, well, they said, oh, make it six inches tall. I said, I think that's too small. So I had two different sizes made. Yeah. And I had them all delivered to me. I picked them all up Sunday night from scanning the actor on that Wednesday. Yeah. And the actor was, you know, and, um, um, Stan, who's just, uh, again, lovely cast in the show. Um, you know, we, a lot of people are claustrophobic. And when you tell them, oh, I need to make them a bus made of me. He thought he had to go under the alginate and the plaster. I said, no, don't do that anymore. No. He's, you know, this, this uh, makeup artist, a friend of ours is um, has a thousand of dollars hand scanner, and the detail is amazing. And w- is this supposed to be like a marble bust? It's a marble bust. Marble yeah, bust. it's a marble bust. And and um, you know, and um, 
Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick here. I'll show you. But this is how they came out after they've been that was fast painted. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, and they came out great. Yeah, so. they look really good. Yeah, you, I yeah. saw it in real life. Yeah, that's right. You did. You did. You did. You did. Yes, exactly. But yeah, that technology. I had him on uh, The Kids Are All Right. I had him, I used the same makeup artist, and I said, uh, I need candles that look like Richard Nixon. And he made me a. That's such a vague. <laughs> I, 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 our jobs are so yeah, weird. Well, you can't just get those. No, <laughs> yeah, well, you could. We only had one that we modeled that we modeled it off of. But um, uh, as a matter of fact, let me see if I can find that. Those, those, yeah. mo- those moments that I always think are hilarious because you just take it in stride, all yeah. of you. Oh yeah, You're but like, you have oh, okay. to. Okay, oh, how much time do you have? Yeah, you, you said, like, you, how much time do you have? Like exactly. Let me, see, have? let me see what I can do. You <laughs> yeah. never say no. You yeah. just said, let me see what I can do. You know. And that at least you have your ducks in a row. Um, I'll have to see if I can find them. I did a little later. bit of day playing on um, Kids Are All Right and their set dressing. And oh, you guys, I think you guys, I had never worked with you before, but I think one of your assistants, Andy or whatever. He, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Andy hit me up to come day play with you, but I was already booked on something. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. No, that was... Um, that was that was a fun show. I'm it was a fun show. I was hoping it would get picked up again. Yeah, I would too. I was I liked surprised. The it. show itself. Yeah, it was one of those things where it shot on that those, those stages on Calvert yeah. off of Kester. It's like it was warehouse buildings. Oh yeah, it was like, like yeah. not a great area, but it was um, just a line of loading docks. You just hear the load the trucks backing up. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> um, but that was a fun show. But you know, in that show, you know, I had a challenge on that show where. Um, the writers say, oh, by the way, we've written, he takes a um, whistle out of a Cracker Jack box and it works Monday. And I found this out Thursday night. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to go on eBay and find anything. So I found right. pictures of what the whistles look like. And um, and, uh, had, and my brother had just started 3D printing. You know, my brother yeah. works at HPR. And so I sent him pictures and we 3D printed a, a, a little whistle, a little Cracker Jack whistle. And I had, um, and I had Hitch for Hire make me the little packaging they go in. And did it, it work? It worked great. Oh, I, I, awesome. I, I don't think it really. I don't think it really blew. But that's what posters. That's what posters exactly. <laughs> but the fable was able to whip that out in that time frame. But you know that's why you know probably guys appreciate when you give my heads up. You know the writers don't always talk about this stuff ahead of time. Let us know. We don't wait till it's printed. Tell us. Oh, by the way, we're doing this, and you might want to be aware. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not going to run down the store and buy vintage, you know, Cracker Jack whistles. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, did you just all inherently have the skill set to handle these? Like, well, I think you you, you thrive. You you must we like enjoy. To th- it. That's what's great yeah, about no, TV. It. TV is kind of a disaster a week, and yeah. so yeah, yeah, it really the, is. The little tiny disasters, like everyone's got a weird thing in it. Yeah, and and that's just what's that's what, I miss that so much. I no, I know. I, I go mean, back to work. I do too. Yeah. I want it so bad. I love I love working in TV. Yeah. So much, uh, just yeah. for that. I like the having that seven months to be able to know you're safe. First of all, but well, you're, you're, like you're lucky with to, a seven and, month gig. And, 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 and what, yeah. I, what I don't understand is like sometimes you'll work in a feature and they go, "Oh, well, you're just a TV guy." It's like, yeah, I'm a Navy SEAL, and you guys are security guard. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's, it's TV's, and, and I've done a lot of like hour period mm-hmm. stuff. And that's really, really hard. Yeah. yeah, you know. And then, then, and then you go on a few, and then the feature stuff. You plan everything out. Yeah, you have months of prep, and, and then, then you're on set. And then at the last minute, they change everything. Yes. <laughs> and you're right back to where you were getting the script four days earlier. Right, yeah. right, right. So from the outside, I mean, my was how we split our work up at our product placement agency before was that you know I worked in TV actually first first started working with costume designers, and then after like my 
skin getting so thick. By the so way, thick. I apologize to my future friends. So I, yeah, but <laughs> I, I was, that's where I was going to go with this. And then I, I was the TV girl. So yeah. I was like always the TV girl at Norm Marshall. And then there was a feature department. And it was always like you, yeah, it was big time if you worked on the feature side of it. And then along the way, everything starts merging. You have streaming coming. And they're expecting film quality yeah you know thank you house of cards and kurt corwin did an amazing job mm-hmm. on that and but yeah they want that mm-hmm. same you know as soon as david fincher was doing a, a tv series it yeah. changed everything i, I think you know? csi and changed so, a lot of it yeah yeah like like you you change you compare quincy to csi mm-hmm. miami you know and there's oh a, yeah it's very, very different. It becomes that. Yeah, yeah right. CSI did, and then like Sopranos came in. Yeah, and I was just started to be like, okay, we love these episodic style yeah. television shows. Yeah. But when you started hiring, what? So when they had that, they started hiring film people, whether it was prop people or set people. It was a shock for them because when coming to episodic for streamers or HBO, I would hear the complaints. I'm just saying. Yeah, from yeah. We only got five days to I do would, this. And, I yeah. would hear the complaints as we're in our warehouse. People are loading up, and they're like, I can't believe they expect. You know, film quality and it's yeah. an hour well, episode. Now and I'm too. like, yeah, yeah, it is. And with the advent of high def television and 4K, you you really have to be you know you can get away with a lot back in the day, but now right. you know people can freeze and zoom right into your prop paperwork. And, and they super will fans let you, will. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I was gonna say they will let you know. Uh, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Star Wars things is that's a dicey thing. Like you got to get things perfectly, and you yeah. got to know your history. How, Absolutely. How was that? I mean, you, you, you yeah. brought, did you have anything up? On uh, Kenobi. Well, actually, you know, uh, uh, Brad Elliott and um, and his team were just you know fantastic, and then um, and they had five months of prep for that. You know, I was the second unit guy I brought in, just you know, because all I wanted to do was day play for one day to be on a Star Wars show. It's just one day play, just one day yeah. play, and then uh, so luckily I got to you know be second unit for like it's, three episodes. So. It should also be said, Brad Elliott is a huge nerd. Oh, so. he's, a big, he's, a, he's a bigger nerd than I am, and it's very impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. He yeah. has seen every piece of Star Wars stuff before he was even offered any of the jobs. Oh yeah, I heard absolutely. he has a Kermit on his truck. I need to. Oh, he's a Muppets guy. He's a Muppets guy. When I first met him, he was uh, he told me he was a puppeteer, and I was like yep. freaking out like. Yeah. Because I love Kermit. Because I, I was doing, uh, uh, my friend Dorothy got me a job on Muppets Tonight. Nice. And so I was building props. And Brad was across the table from me. We were building props together. Yeah. Awesome. And then, but I was, at that time, I was an assistant prop master and I wanted to be a prop master. Right. And I needed the 2,500 hours. Yep. So I had to, I got a chance to go on Space Above and Beyond, if you remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. And so that would give me the 2,500 hours I would need. So I had to yeah. leave the Muppets. Oh, no. To go to Space Above and Beyond, which sounds like a very lateral move, but it was the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you were saying is like, oh, going on to Star Wars even for a day is at least checking the thing off. The- I've had five different offers to go and work on a Star Wars show. Oh, really? And, but every single one of them I was mastering. So, <laughs> yeah, so exa- was exactly. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, crew, you guys are good today, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to do this one thing. Yeah, I, I need to go shopping. I'm going to be out of communication for the next 12 hours. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Won't have my phone on me, so yeah. don't even try. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What was uh, the best part when you finally got there then? Oh, my God. I was like, well, okay. This is going to be really sad and nerdy sounding, but, you know, it's like because this is my bucket list. You know, I'm driving to Manhattan Beach Studios and I'm cranking the soundtrack to Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. The original Star Wars all the way it's down like there. Your walk up song. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, exactly. Get, get, get pumped. Get hyped. You know, even my uh, COVID shield, because I had made it my COVID shield um, on mixed it, it looked like an X Wing helmet. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. So I made it look like that. And then our first AD wanted one. She wanted an Empire one. Our COVID safety officer wanted. So I ended up making like four or five different 
the Star Wars base yeah. COVID shields. So I brought that to you know, to set. You know, I had even had my um, my I haven't assisted forever, so I you know I had my side pouch made, and I, even in Arabic I had my name you know <laughs> in Arabic because I can do that because I'm a prop master. Yeah, we're yeah. into detail, right? <laughs> but yeah, I'm sitting there on the volume, and I'm watching as the stormtroopers walking by me, and you know the 15 year old inside me is flipping out. Yeah, but I'm trying to be professional, like oh yeah, this is, you know blah 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 blah. And I'm like screaming on the inside, so. <laughs> It was awesome. It was awesome. I, I could have died right there. So, okay, great. Bucket list is completed. So all the people these are like fun. these are the stories. Sorry to interrupt. That it's, yeah, no. the, it's the purpose of why there needs to be more hiring to reflect the story, like no, the exactly. passion of this. You know, so you're bringing your own experience of passion. Oh, yeah. To it, so to have more like people of color hired into the craft to help tell the story. Yeah. That the director, or the writers, or this, you know, that the audience. I think it reflects. It, it, this oh, it reflects. Does. Yeah. Know, oh, no, totally. And um, I'm sure that the creators also appreciated that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Brad was the big guy there. In fact, you know, Brad was the dead pilot in the episode. Yeah, yeah. So I even, I even made an action figure box, and I, you know, even, as a graphic, I sent it to him as a joke. So it's like, <laughs> wow. Um, you know, dead pilot, you know, with the Hasbro or the, you know. Yeah, there's the, a, yeah. there's, there, it's a stream close up of him in a slow zoom. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's there. Yeah. That's an Easter egg. That's oh, an yeah, Easter egg. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but no, it was, it was, it was, it was really awesome. So he was um, on an earlier, just real quick, he was on an earlier episode of Prop Talk or whatever, and he talked about it briefly or whatever, because apparently he was offered a role with the line also mm. and he's like nah i want to be the more featured guy that's dead, <laughs> dead. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but who wouldn't say no to either of those things you know it's like please you know all the people made fun of me in high school for being such a big nerd yeah. like look i just got oh, paid oh, to hand oh, darth vader oh, and lightsabers it didn't yeah. stop in high school oh no it didn't oh no yeah, I no was, i don't think it was nerdy i thought it was amazing you got the coolest job in high school the <clears throat> summer job in high school you had oh yeah holster i that's right yeah because i used to work on the universal studios tour as a Battlestar Galactica guy, I rescued the tourists from the Cylons. What? I was, yeah, I was no. 16 yeah. years old. That was my, 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 that was my first nerd job. So, uh, look, there's. I mean, <laughs> he literally <laughs> all day amazing. long he is paid to run around and <laughs> I just see that picture. <laughs> you're like in play. Like yeah. you literally, or that's the best exactly. summer job ever. And I'm sure you. Got a lot of action from I was, girls not really, I was too from shy. Missouri. I don't know. No, I was too shy. I didn't know what I was doing. I was too shy Sorry, back Missouri. then. Um, During the writer's strike, I was applying. I, I, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any universal like like set and tour guide jobs that I could just. It's like that's something that I wouldn't want to. Like, wouldn't make me want to blow my brains out that I can. Yeah. Get it's like even if I'm getting nearly nothing paid. So did you? Because I thought the same thing in high school. I went down to the interviews, oh. and I was so naive because mm. I was 16. I didn't realize like. Yeah, I have no experience. And yeah. they interview for everything. And they were like, we have concessions open for you. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I had my big hair done. Yeah, see? I had my little outfit, like dress on. Nope. And I did not go to work in concessions. No, yeah. I went to work at the Gap. I don't want to do that. No, exactly. I went to full denim. It worked out well. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, for me, too. So now, that, so now I've got Battlestar Galactic under my belt. Technically, that wasn't a prop job. But, you know, it was my one sci-fi. And then I got to work for a week on Next Generation. Oh, awesome! And so I got Star Trek under my belt yeah. too, but Kenobi was the final one. But yeah, um, um, John, any mm -hmm. dreams realized like that? Um, I mean, Earth, of, Earth to the Moon was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, getting to work with Dave Scott on the Moon, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know, I, I, did we really land on the Moon, John? Yes, we really did. Okay, you should. Yes, we did. I, I personally didn't. Okay. <laughs> But it I wasn't know, a soundstage but, in Area 51. But I know or, people uh, who have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I worked with the same people, too, on Magnificent Desolation. <laughs> what do you mean? 
Well, because Magn- Magnificent Distillation was a 3D IMAX movie for the Science Center, for the you know all the museums. So I got to, John couldn't do it, so he gave him my yeah. name. So I got to work with Dave Scott as well and mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. And the fact that it took us all day to shoot one scene on the moon with the modern technology we have now tells you that back then it would have been a complete cluster yeah, F. Yeah. You know, trying to fake that. You know. Yeah. I could okay. see that. <laughs> okay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So um Yeah, I mean we're talking about in- innovation and technology mm-hmm. here and stuff. Uh the big AIs on the mind of everyone. We're in the contract renegotiations right. for all three major guilds. Mm-hmm. Our company, it's, we also employ AI in our strategies and uh, our technology for product placement um, for the craft of product for you. Mm-hmm. Is there any reason to fear AI? No, I mean, I, I just wonder about the clearance issues of it because you don't know what the source of the, if you're using AI images mm-hmm. of what their original source was and what the legal part of that is. Yeah, I mean that's, that's that big nightmare. I mean, for us, you know. Yeah, so I mean, people still need to hold things. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I think the only time it's going to actually become a danger is if the entire movie is in the AI and there's right, exactly. no people in it. You know, there's no, no they, nothing in it. You're gonna, you're, there's you'll gonna be get, some blowback to that. But you'll get that. There'll be one. No, there'll, there'll be, be one or two. You, but you know, you're gonna get that. It's, I mean, did you, you know. just, did you see that? There's like a Coca-Cola commercial or something out. Oh, there's been a couple commercials. They look horrific. They're like bad acid trips. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, the people's mouths are moving off to the side. It's it's really disturbing. You should check it out. Yeah, I can just Google this. You just Google AI yeah. commercial or something. And there's a, a few, there's a few of them out there now. Some fake restaurants that people created. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, it's not going away. We need to no, steer, steer into it. But you know. need to you need to have a better control on it. Just For, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lawyer who just uh, turned in a brief, and he had he had Chat GPT do it, and it and it cited fake movie court cases on the bottom, and the judge caught him. Yeah, because you know, on the bottom of, <laughs> bottom of a legal document, you'll have the court cases. Oh, see, you know. Kramer versus, it was Kramer, Kramer versus, versus Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he got he got busted. Yeah, he got busted. There's I, I, my other show. We 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 had a couple writers on, and we were talking to about about this also, and they were saying it's gonna be a weird thing within the unions for if anybody actually tries it, because every single form of AI, as far as writing goes, is still some form of plagiarism. Yeah, exactly. They you know have to get I mean? it from somewhere. They have to get it from somewhere, yeah. and it's all it's all recycled resources. Mm-hmm. So that's going to end up causing... I'm sure there's going to be some walls put up about it. That's oh, gonna gonna, you're going to have to. You're yeah. going to have to, because you, you can't put all these people out of work because, you know, it's just like... I mean, how many grocery stores do you go into that cashiers have lost their jobs because they want you to do the work that they did by going to your self-checkout? I always go to the one I with the person to... in it, but no, I do some too, of them, yeah. like, even at, like, Lowe's or whatever, a lot of times now there's no more... Oh, I know. no longer mm-hmm. a person. I was like... Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to you know. see how much feet I have on this floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always go to the person. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's, it's one of the things. You know, look, our business, filmmaking is a creative endeavor, and it's, you know, and it's collaborative. You know, we all need each other to do these jobs. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if you don't have a script, you don't have a story. You don't have a director. You don't have a guidance. You know, it's like you don't have Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. You you don't. Yeah. You, 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 it's like these are all important things. Definitely. You know, there's some gray areas depending on departments. But, um, you know, when you start taking the human creativity out of it, you just it's going to be soulless, I think. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to weigh. And I, I, I think that for all of our industries, we'll probably find a way to have it be additive. We've talked, you know, yeah, talked no, about exactly, no. and help, you know, support whatever we're trying to do. But sure. people are still, we're in a creative you know, industry. It's about no, exactly. empowering the creator economy, you know? Yeah. And so uh, 
talked about uh, Luke, Scott, Luke Skywalker's uh, lightsaber. Yeah. What were some of the favorite props of all time for you from oh, from God. storytelling? I mean, it is. It's important. A, a show with a film or a series without props is. Yeah, it's hard because you know, I've done so much stuff. We, we always say that uh, on this podcast, this is one of the hardest questions. So. It really, it really <laughs> is. You know. Um, I had to make a real live sex doll of one of our actors on Californication. <laughs> okay, let me stop for two seconds. Because when you're on Californication, our office is in Pornocopia in the Valley. In the valley. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So every quite often, you were on your way to different manufacturers down the street. Oh, yeah. I should have had my own parking place at uh, Pleasure Chest, you know, because we were based out of Culver City. Yeah. You know, and I went to the real real doll company that makes the, you know, the full-size, you know, sex dolls. The What's the company dolls. called? It's called Real Doll. It's called Real Doll. It's called Real Doll. Mm-hmm. And the, this prop was $15,000. Because because it needed to have the actress's actual face and stuff on it? But, but we had to scan her separately. It was a laser scan. But it's a laser scan. And you can, you know, you can, it was a Pamela Adlon. And you can remove the face, you know, when you were done with it. Because I asked her, I said, okay. This is an asset. It's going back in the warehouse. Would you like me to remove the face? He goes, please remove Wait, the did face. You, did you like peel it off? It, 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 there's a, it's an attachment. It's an attachment. Whoa. For cleaning. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and this it was so funny. I got a great picture of uh, my sister Christina because this thing weighed 110 pounds. Yeah. It was like carrying dead weight. Right. And there's a picture of her having to move it on set, which is, you know, Christina's not a, a very tall person. It's a hilarious picture of her holding this, you know, lingerie clad, <laughs> you know, real doll. You know. Um, so there's things like that. I mean, uh, hacks, I had to make um, rubber crystals because crystals get thrown at somebody. So I had rubber, right. rubber crystals made. I mean, they came out great. Same guy who does um, R3D printing because he's an amazing, you know, painter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. There's been fun little, you know, things I've hidden. You know, I created a, a board game uh, for Abbott Elementary called Drought. Yeah. I had to create that. I mean, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to sit there and go through all my old photographs and all continuity mm-hmm. shots and just make a whole separate file folder. And yeah, portfolio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, your favorite prop portfolio. Well, so much goes on that you just forget. And you it, move it really, on to yeah. the next mm-hmm. project. Yeah, and because and we're constantly. Like always moving forward. Especially TV, you know. too, because you have 22 episodes. Okay, that's done. Move on to the next yeah. thing. Yeah. You know. Um, what about you? Um, I, I, I'm kind of looking up here. You put my IMDb up there. Um, uh, Manhattan, I did uh, uh, the production center I knew, and I said, okay, the atomic bomb's a prop, and I'm just going to build it. And I did it on the weekends and stuff. No, I didn't really. But I did. <laughs> so I, I, I did a ton of research on what the gadget, which I guess Oppenheimer's all about. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. But the same thing. And so uh, when we were done with it, uh, it got donated to the Museum of the School of Nuclear Weapons. Whoa. And so yeah. the, the government took my atomic bomb and put it on display. Whoa. There's a, there's a school or museum? Yeah, in Kirkland Air Force Base in 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 Arizona, is uh, um, if, if you work with nuclear ordnance, you have to take classes at the school uh-huh. at Kirkland Air Force Base, and they have a little museum there. Wow. And so my my bomb is right there next to the real ones. Wow. And you went so, and visited? Yeah. They wouldn't let me take pictures, though. I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you probably already had some. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I mean, there's only like five pictures of it at all. Really? Yeah, exactly. So we just had to build from that. And I'm, I'm wondering how much of the new movie used my bomb as their research. Well, Interesting. To, oh, That's now, so cool. You should talk to Guillaume. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I need yeah. to find out because we painted it, but none of the pictures are in color. So if it's the same colors as my bomb, then you'll know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How big was this thing? It's uh, five and a half feet. Oh wow! It, you know, it's it's a yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a bit. It's, it's a got f- a little bit. Yeah, it's a five foot sphere, and yeah, then it's about seven feet long. 
That's a good uh, favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, you know, in every show I try to do something fun. Yeah. You know? I didn't think I just noticed. Do you have a ruler tattooed yeah. on your forearm? Yeah. <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget your measuring tape when you're yeah. going. And, and it, 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 it's from here to the tip of my finger is exactly eight inches. Oh, really? So, so if I want to go, like, you know, I can go eight inches plus four inches. That's what. <laughs> Was this really about efficiency? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Amazing. You, yeah. You, I mean, you have to stay exactly the same size, though. Yeah, I'm not growing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. My, my growth spurts are over. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Exactly. Well, we just we, we we met with Adam Savage, who's got a measuring device on his forearm too. Does he really? Yeah. So wow, they got a great picture. They had a great picture of both of them holding up their forearms with their <laughs> measurements. What was a what was a prop that didn't go the way you expected? Oh God! Mm-hmm. He's like, let's keep going through yeah. the thing. <laughs> well, I feel like we remember this. St- there's so many things that go great in our, and then the ones that went a little sideways where mm-hmm. you had to. Hmm. Nothing terrible, you know. There's stuff stuff that doesn't work, stuff that breaks. I know there's a lot of big stuff um, that you. It's like the soul prop. You work like crazy to make it absolutely perfect. Spend Mm -hmm. all this money, and then you're like a day before you go, everything has to change. (laughs) Yeah, the really good one for that was on on Solaris, which I worked with Kirk Corwin. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this pill that. They take it to take place in the future. Yeah. So there was this pill in this pill bottle, and this was early days of 3D printing when it was all done in wax. Yeah. And you made a mold of the wax, uh-huh. and so my friend Regina made all this stuff. And so we wanted these pills. No one would make the pills for us, and uh, there were blood like blood blood cell shape where they're thin in the middle and around the edge, right. and they were a specific color, and we had iridescent colors, and so we had to build the machine. To make the pills, oh! So we built built this pill press. We made the pills. We did all that. We made the pill bottles. We did all that. And so Kirk is there with Steven Soderbergh on set, and Steven says, "Wow, these are great. Do you have any red ones?" <laughs> and and Kirk says, "No, this is what we have." He says, I really like them to be red. Um, I saw some cinnamon TikToks at craft service. <gasps> Let's yeah. just use those. No! Yeah. So. <laughs> So we spent like twelve thousand dollars yeah. making pills, and we used Tic Tacs. Used Tic Tacs. These are close enough, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly, exactly. You know, it's like one of those things you just never, you know. But you know, our job is to make the director happy, and that yeah. I mean, the director yeah. was happy, and so. No, exactly. Yeah. Be able to think on your feet and not panic. You know, not too much, at least exterior. You know, we uh, we had a Wonder Bread for many many years, and they. They were sold, or they they were in the process of going through bankruptcy and selling, mm. and they'd closed down all the uh, factories west of the Mississippi. And there was a production, and we had the empty bags, mm-hmm. so we had the empty Wonder Bread bags, and you'd have like a cardboard loaf that would go in it or something for set dressing. But if you wanted real bread, we were just throwing in white bread from. Yeah. from this. I had a production that was very adamant that it had to be Wonder Bread, mm. and I was like, well. In like a day, and I was like, "Well, we'd have to get it shipped overnight from somewhere in Texas or something, and it's we're just not gonna make it time." And then there was very adamant, like it has to be this. And we're, I, do just, they not have Wonder Bread here? No, so they got rid of the like factories, and then and oh. then they sold, and now it's sold. Hostess and Wonder Bread, the same company, and they sold oh. to Bimbo, which is why if Hostess is listening or Bimbo, come back to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just talked. But uh, but what we had to do because this this show was very adamant. This person was very adamant. It had to be white. And they wanted to open. I was like, no one's going to notice. So I, 
I told my team to just just get white bread. Just go to the <laughs> store, go to Vallarta, go down the street, just get white bread. Right. We'll put it in there. It'll be great. I get a call from the assistant prop master who's saying, I totally understand what you guys are trying to do, but the heel was put in backwards. So they wouldn't have really known that this oh. person wouldn't have known. And it was pretty annoyed. It pissed at me because we were <laughs> I was like, well, what are we going to do? Like, no, it, but it's just the, the, the heel was flipped and it wasn't facing the right direction. Mm. Uh. And I was like, at the end of the day, no one in the audience is going to know. Yeah. White bread is white. Sorry, hostess. White bread is white bread. You yeah. Know? Well, we've been doing this long enough. You know what you're going to see. and what you, Unless it, there's specifically, we're shooting this as an insert. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you, you kind of pick your battles. Yeah. You know, you're never going to see that. Oh, no, this person should have this. It's like, they're 40 feet in the background. You're never going to see it. You know, I don't. I like spending uh, my wheels for stuff you're going to yeah. see. Although a lot of times it's for the actors too. To kind yeah. of, no, that's fine. Cause, but cause I, I say my job is giving people who don't know what they're doing objects to make them look like they do know what they're doing. Yes, exactly right. Yes. And a lot of directors would say the same thing. Yeah. I'm sure. And yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like they need to feel like, oh, this is what I would do if yeah. I was doctor scientist. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now hero props is a different thing when you're that close to camera, but yeah. the far away stuff you're like. We uh, had to get so specific for uh, an episode of Big Bang years ago with Connect, with Xbox Connect, mm -hmm. and it was with Star Wars. And they wanted to have a certain level. You had to get to a certain level where like the stormtroopers were dancing, or like the mm -hmm. Ewoks, or whatever it was. <laughs> and so, but we couldn't get the, we couldn't get the keys from Lucasfilm, even through our Xbox client, to like get to those levels. So we actually had team members that would rotate out in our own editors. So it's a real thing in a real game that actually yes, happens. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so we were having people playing all the way through <laughs> no. different levels. Yes. And then we would send the footage to over to the writer's room to Big Bang and they're like, you know, we'd really like them to be doing this. And so then our poor people like were out of breath. It was quite physical because we had, there were hours of this, like doing the dance and mm -hmm. they wanted them to be doing this and that because we had to record that footage. And so we recorded it <laughs> and gave it to their editors oh, like, for so, playback. So they would dance and the stormtroopers would dance. Like th they wanted the, f yeah, we would have to, yeah, we recorded yeah. it that we would have to dance and they, they, that would be the stormtrooper because it was connect. <laughs> and, but it had to be to a certain, I forgot if it was, I'm doing it injustice if it were Ewoks or stormtroopers, but yeah, we actually had to play through they're, they're and then good. keep yeah. giving, sending it back and forth with the show. And Big Bang was a great show to work with, especially when it came to all things nerdy. Oh yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And uh, the, the, everyone on that show was really awesome. Yeah. So it's, I they, mean, that's really going through with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That deep. Holy crap. Oh, it, we've, uh, I've been with ice cream scoops over uh, on shows at six in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, like scooping ice cream from Baskin Robbins. Yeah. For, you got, I mean, all sorts of, they weren't pre-scooped. I know. I didn't realize it was so hard on your forearm. <laughs> yeah. To, to, I didn't work in ice cream. Um, yeah. Uh, we, I think, I mean, I, we really talked about, covered a lot of stuff i mean was there something you wish you had done differently with hmm. a prop or something Pick another or, line of work no, no yeah. I'm, okay. i know our marriage, <laughs> oh, yeah. all of our first marriages I, yeah I, yeah I, pretty much I out know, the window like yeah. right like i laugh because we've known each other so long like every milestone i think from oh yeah like, no exactly from you know. turning legally drinking age on you've yep. like, i've known you i so. mean the fact that i had twins and i'm like you know, I was always afraid of being a dad. So, okay, let's have one and see how it goes. I'm having twins. Great. I have doubles. I'm going a prop guy and I have doubles for kids. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I have a three month old and that's mm. tough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. Two of them. Oof. Yeah. It's, it's tough business you guys have for family time. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I think is why TV. Yeah. Well, that's, is yeah. Where you were in TV. Right. You know? Exactly. Although TV takes, takes you away. Oh, no, it does. It, yeah. it, it does. I mean, there, there's good and bad things about it, but, um, 
you know, and now TV is so popular. You, know, you get future guys wanting to do TV. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. all kind of like it's all it's all the same quality. Yeah, and it I mean it it helps it helps for my wife's my coordinator, so that oh that, nice that <laughs> makes a huge difference too. She has an understanding exactly why I'm staying later. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's we're still together most of the time. You that's know, good. So. Yeah. Well, I thought I knew about your hours until I married a prop person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I so I thought I knew. you. But I see you guys. I'd roll in on the set around, I don't know, two. Yep. You yep. know, as you're <laughs> about to head out and go shopping. And you've had a full day, you know. And I didn't realize, like, you were there at 530. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, no, exactly. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. you know, or some of those Friday days. Yeah, if you do a Ryan Murphy show or... <laughs> yeah, no, no thanks. Crazier. Yeah, those are crazier. Yeah. 911 Lone Star. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, yeah. Talking, we're talking about the old-timey days. So what uh, what advice would you give your 22-year-old self starting out in this business? Um, be decent. Be nice. Um, you know, don't take things personally because you're going to work with people who aren't that great. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take it personally. Um, and, you know, try not to say no when somebody asks you something. Mm-hmm. Just say, let me, you know, let me figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's a, that's a big one. If just, uh, yeah. yeah. How much time do I have? <laughs> no, exa- yeah. exactly. You yeah. know, and, you know, and make sure you're, you, you hire a good team underneath you because they really represent you. Cause you know, nowadays we're shopping, we're going mm-hmm. to meetings. We're not on set in especially the TV world as often as we would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to have a good team to make you look good, you know? So yeah. that makes a huge difference. And, and do you have, do you have the, like one of the things I really love about the job is like, if I get like, if I have to find something, there's someone out there obsessed with that. Oh yeah. You oh know, yeah. Like like on Ted, I had to get bongs blown. Yeah. You know, don't bong, and I found these guys up. There's in, a lot of people obsessed s- with that. Seattle yeah. Making bongs. <laughs> Glass blowers. Yeah. Like are yeah. they doing and, like and, yeah? And then you just find people that are just obsessed with you know beer labels and obsessed, oh yeah obsessed with you know all these different things and that's the best part of it. Oh you know I know a guy who. You know, I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, th- and that's always the best part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The producer's always like, oh, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, do you do you know somewhere we can get fake maggots? It's like, oh, yeah, I know a person for that. Oh, yeah, sure yeah. you do. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I know like three. <laughs> well, you know, that's the nice thing about the PMG, too, because now we're sharing these resources because mm-hmm. every month somebody will be a panic, you know, on the on the prop master's Facebook. Oh, my God, I have to find this by yeah. Monday. And right. chances are one of us is going to know. Somebody all that's... That's the only group I'm part of where every single question that goes up, there's at least five responses mm-hmm. yeah. almost so, immediately. So I got to bring up fake maggots here. It just reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so on Manhattan, they find this dead coyote, and we wanted to have magnets on. So I had, yeah. like, I had rice worms, yeah, you know, which yeah, worked yeah. really well. But it was really cold, and the rice worms weren't moving. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm like, everyone's around the heaters, and I'm there with my bag of maggots. <laughs> to warm them up. And I, I, had, I had bought a coyote skin, and I had bought a coyote skeleton, and I put them together, and made nice. the, made this whole coyote corpse thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I, I said to the writer, so so if I if I bring this dead coyote home with me, I can't pack it in my luggage. He goes, Why is that? I said, because it's carry on. It's just it's hitting now. Big, big, big setup there for my try, li- <laughs> try try living with him <laughs> for for my for my maggots on a. <laughs> Dead yeah, well, that's the second thing because one time we were dealing with cold weather on the cellar, yeah, and we had this set where this evil ooze is coming out. So we had to crawl underneath the the, the the front porch, you know, elbows and knees, and you know, we that's back when we used AB smoke, yeah, right. And um, so I'm under there, and the weather was so cold that the AB smoke chemicals froze in the bottles. 
So we couldn't dump it out and make the little skeletons mm-hmm. smoke. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, they had this one truck set up. Uh, and it was like a tent time. They put a heater in there. Everybody went inside there because it was so cold. Snow was blowing off the mountains from like 50 miles away across our set. That's how cold it was. <sighs> and uh, so I'm in there trying to warm up the chemicals so we can, you know. And I run back to set and, you know, put it on there beforehand. You have the, a Bunsen burner? Uh, I did not at the time. <laughs> that was, again, that was my non-union days that we're working out of a cube van. This is a very, very early day. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very early days. So, Yeah, I think it goes a lot into what you're saying about the passion behind everything, though. Um, and I think it's also great that there's, like you guys saying, oh, we're nerds and stuff like that. Those make the best prop masters yeah. because they're the same people. Like the excitement level just about minute and new things too that you find like that, that's what falls you into that rabbit hole about like getting so deep into it. Then you meet these other nerds about beer labels. Mm-hmm. Like they're nerds from their own aspect about that or about like you find like Andy Siegel found the train guy on Fableman's yeah. mm-hmm. and that was like this big just rabbit hole that he started going through. And, like everybody has like the story where they found the guy and then they, their passion got you passionate about it where maybe you didn't care about trains before you didn't care about beer labels before but now you kind of do because you you get it like you start to get it and i think that's like that's one of the greatest things about being a prop master 100 percent yeah 100 percent john scott found a tuba enthusiast my tuba (laughs) (laughs) it's safe though we make it we're laughing like it's not but it's but yeah i think it's just there's um now with the accessibility to speak with so many fans out there with mm-hmm. products you may need or help you may need mm-hmm. that sounds like it's it's enhancing your experience and no enhancing it is in the, the production well, especially now too with the internet too because now you got you know people who watch these shows and this is this is before you know the internet really took off but i was on some some BBS back in the day. I was on Californication and I had to come up with Kurt Cobain's guitar, mm-hmm. right? So he used left hand, I mean, he was left handed. So mm-hmm. I had to find left handed Jaguars and they were like 10 grand. We couldn't afford that. So I found this one photo online of him playing at a concert in, in um, Australia and he was playing a powder blue um, Fender. Mm-hmm. And I found out it was a Stratocaster, it was like a, a Sunburst, you know, Fender. That he just painted with blue house paint and etched into it, so those you can buy, you know, yeah. knockoffs pretty cheap. So I was able to buy that, paint it with blue house paint, and then I had to make rubber double of it too. And then the only thing we didn't write, the lawyer said, "Don't etch the name Courtney on it because he had the name Courtney written on his," and so they didn't want to have Deal. any trouble. So, so we created it. The show aired, and I'm looking at this one news group, and then the one guy goes, "Oh." You know, they need to do their research because Kurt Cobain would never have that kind of guitar. He had this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. So I answered the guy and I said, well, here's the picture. from I got this picture from the photographer of Kurt Cobain playing this very guitar. And the guy actually apologized to me. <laughs> so yeah. he goes like, oh. you know, because it's like, look, I tried it. We try to get as detailed as we can. Yeah. You know, as best we can. Sometimes it ruins the experience for me. So last yeah. night I just started watching that crowded room uh-huh. on Apple Plus, and it's a period show, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was deep back. It wasn't deep, but it was grocery store shelving. And General Mills has been a client, right? And I was like, no, that Cheerios they're using is not from 1977. That was oh. 1989. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, because I think the whole exactly, world exactly. is what you yeah. know. I was quite oh, like, yeah. it frustrated me for some reason. Like, that would never happen. Yeah, or my yeah. green Pinto that I had in Stranger Things, this annoys me the most. 
I had a 1974 runabout green Pinto that yep. I did run oh, really? runabout Glendale and go to football yeah. games at Glendale See? High. It was great. Uh, and it was OE color. And then, of course, it's hard to match the same color, I'm sure. But when Stranger Thing hits, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the Pinto split pea green runabout is popular because yeah. Winona Ryder's driving that car. Of course. And the whole time, every time I saw it, I was like, oh. That's not the right green. <laughs> because yeah. I had to do that. You know, I had like the Naga hide interior that matched and stuff. But yeah, it's just stuff like the fan people. I guess I'm a fan person of Pintos, it sounds like. No, exactly. But, well, I mean, I had a Pinto. Oh, what color? Tan? Did you have the, well, that's cool. I had green. Yeah. Did you have the fancy runabout, like the hatchback? Or did you so. have the, yeah, yeah. You'd know. <laughs> there's the wagon you or there's a hatch. I had, I had the exploding Pinto. Yeah, that yeah. The, yeah, that's a hatchback. Pla- yeah. That yes. had the plastic guard in it. I'm here to. Yeah, the retrofit. We, yeah. we survived. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Marked safe from Pintos. Yeah. We survived. So what would you tell your young self starting out now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just I, just uh, the people thing. Just kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's, it's all about who you know. Yeah. yeah. It's about who you know and who you annoy. And that's yeah, exactly. Because it's like you know, reputations get around, and eventually, if you're you're enough of an asshole to somebody, no one's going to want to work with you. But not even that. But just to kind of get those those uh, those resources, so you know. Oh the, yeah, no, you exactly. know the guy who can do this, and you know the guy who mm-hmm. can do that for you. And, yeah, and because you know when you have last minute stuff. Oh yeah, no, exactly. I do think the sharing of information and would ha- you know and, and mentorship helps the next generation of craft. Oh no, absolutely. So I, it's exciting to hear that you're excited to participate mm-hmm. in that. Oh because, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I had an assistant in Chicago, you know, who said, "Hey, you know, I'm tired of just doing the stuff. I want to know how to make you know rubber crowbars and stuff." And I'm like, oh, great! I'm going to put you to work making rubber crowbars. Yeah, yeah, just you ask. Know? Yeah. And so here, this is how you do it. And now that's what she does in Chicago on Chicago Fire. Oh, cool. She's on the effects crew. Yeah. Nice. I know Billy Dambra. I was just out there in yeah. December. Yeah. She's got a gig Ken, for life. Dick Wolf will yeah. live forever. Mac- so she has a <laughs> job forever. Mac- yeah. About Kenzie. Kenzie's lovely. Okay. Yeah. I'll bring it up. Kenzie, you if know. you're listening, you're lovely. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and the thing, too, because you know, you know, part of the PMG is to let people know how important you know our jobs are. I mean, because yeah. we're, we're always, you know, I mean, the, the, academy, the Museum of the Academy, you know, I got my yearly membership. You know, they said, what it takes to make a movie, you know, there's all these department heads listed mm-hmm. and prop masters not right. on that list. And it's literally right across from where the rosebud sled is. Right. In the wow. exhibit. Yeah. You know, and wow. so I just watched the, you know, the uh, last episode of Ted Lasso. And it was, there was a prominent prop on there, mm-hmm. you know, that was just, it was like the button on that scene. You I, know. The poster? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I just saw a shot of uh, Tom Hanks at Harvard, or I think, doing the he did the commencement speech or mm-hmm. he was at the graduation somehow yeah. and he's holding up in his cap and gown there or whatever and he's holding up Wilson Yeah, mm-hmm. and here we are 25 yeah. plus years later and he's holding up the prop that made Castaway mm-hmm. yeah exactly I mean, I mean these are really iconic you know items like the scissors John designed for us mm-hmm. they're on every single poster mm-hmm. yeah you know Robin Miller made that I was gonna say was Robin that Robin Miller did, did he was yeah. it Robin Wood yeah. 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 yeah see I was a TV gal I didn't get yeah. to work with feature yeah. film people until recently but um, yeah I think authenticity is important no it is and that's it absolutely what I'm hearing is. from you guys and saying that's how we approach with our brands you know I think product placement has a stigma that it's can be very intrusive and disruptive. Yeah. Well, it's, it's better now because it, it, back in the day, it used to be, oh, no, you had to, you know. But, not me. No, not no, you. No, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like, you know, you have actors. It's like, okay, well, we need to put this product six times in the show during the 12 yeah. episodes. 
but some actors, you know, think that's taking away from them. So it's like, well, just don't don't show it full on, but you can tell what it is. Yeah. You know, so whatever. So it's like one of those things where it's like, even the networks have been loosened up on the middle. We had to have a scene with some Oreos, and um, they let us use them as long as it wasn't featured. You know, but you it was sa- important to the story. But it was important to the story, so which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there, there, there's no way to understand what Clarence will let you do and not do. No, it depends on the lawyer the at the time. time. There's yeah. no they, way to predict. Like sometimes we'll go. There's no way they'll let us do that. And they go, oh, that's fine. Just do it. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Uh, as we just talk about the storytelling, like I've been doing this a long time, and I always say like it's not. I'm not placing anything. Like I'm not. T- that's what's such a weird phrase about product placement. Right. Yeah. I'm not placing anything. I'm listening to you tell me what you're trying to do with yeah. your show, and I'm like, hey, well, would this work? We've got this brand that could help what you're doing. Blah blah right. blah exactly. blah. Like that uh, Big Bang episode I was talking about. It was a big scene with them gaming as friends. Like yeah. that's moving the story forward. So I think yeah. it's not a, the the correct representation of our of what we do. No. But it can be done so poorly. No. And- well, especially if you have a good reputation with a like we've yeah. done each for years. We have a great reputation. It's like like, you know, when I was dealing with Suzanne and Apple back in the mm-hmm. day in Californication, it's like when Californication first aired, people were, oh, it's too sexy, too much drugs, we don't have anything to do with it. But it became a big hit. All of a sudden, season two, oh, we'd like to put our stuff on your show. Yeah. You know, now... Well, and it's about that trust. Right, so exactly, when we spoke, exactly. you know, I and, and I have store every day we talk about brand safety. Any conversation I have with any of you, yeah. somewhere in there, you're, you're reassuring me that something's right or we're talking about it somehow. But... Uh, I totally trusted you on that. We had Heineken as a client. Right. And one of, the, that's one of my favorite stories of brand safety is there was a scene that the producers wanted in an orgy scene. Was it the orgy with the monkey? It was, it was want, a mansion. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Nice. Right? This is this is what we're leading into. <laughs> it was an orgy, orgy with a monkey, monkey, but there was a monkey in, in yeah. the orgy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something Just about like, that, so. I, you yeah, know, yeah. they all blend together at some point, you know, on yeah. the episodes. But it was like, hey, we want the monkey drinking the Heineken. And I was like, we yeah. can have the orgy. In the mansion, we just right. can't have the monkey exactly. drinking the Heineken, yes. and yes. it's like I get calls all the time where it, the director thinks it's a great idea, or and the pro. I got a call a few months back from a prop master in New York. It was nine o'clock our time, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Why is he calling me? Because it's midnight there, yeah. And they are out in a drinking and driving scene in the middle of mm-hmm. somewhere on the road, and he was pushing back with his director, and he's like, I'm gonna put her on the phone. So now I'm on the speaker phone mm-hmm. saying, no, please. You cannot use absolute vodka with this actor drinking and driving from the bottle, and then she chucks it out. It's like oh. five different <laughs> yeah. like guidelines were smashed. Yeah. yeah, and the reason for that is he's like, sure, I think there's a philosophy from studios or or mm. producers maybe that oh they won't take the time to to sue. You know, right. like, oh, well, they won't do it. But sometimes they will. Yeah. Or they'll pull their advertising. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. we won't work with you again. That's right. the big yeah. picture thing. No. So maybe you made. You may need Apple in that situation, yep. which you will, or Microsoft, for the next twelve projects. Yeah, you yeah. know. So is it worth it? You know. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I've, I've done. I mean, most of this, most of those guidelines and stuff were common sense for yeah. the most part, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think it, it, all of us probably worked with. Like any alcohol, it's like okay, you know, you can't put, and no company's going to allow you to put it into the hands of kids. Right. Exactly. No, like no company's right. going to allow them no to be drinking women. a beer, yeah. yeah, while driving a car down mm-hmm. the highway. Yeah. You know, it's like it's stuff like that. But then there's like, I mean, there's, and for me too, I'm I, it bothers me to see. 
the same um, fake beer labels in every single sure, show. Sure, yeah. No. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've used some of them, but it's just like, I've seen like that Heisler, like, I, I love what they <laughs> yeah, do yeah, at yeah, ISS. Yeah, I love yeah. their, their, their exactly. work is great, but I've seen it in so many, I'm just like, uh, I'd rather have real beers. <laughs> like, but I think it's, it's just so easy. Uh, it's about asking. We talk about yeah. like, just, just ask, because you mentioned Sopranos, and yeah. I worked, it was like a 10-page presentation. It wasn't even a pilot when mm-hmm. it came in. And I actually thought it was about like, that Jersey Boys thing, like the singing. I oh, actually yeah. thought Very it was different. like, yes. And then they're trying to explain, Diana Burton, she's like explaining to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, great. I'll send you product. Like, you know, mm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but clients jumped on it and they saw the benefit of the story. We, Heineken was yeah. in everybody being seen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts, the guys were like in Dunkin' locations. Yeah. Like, planning hits i don't know if they were playing hits but whatever but they mm. were part of this because they knew that the audience was tuning in they knew what they were seeing the audience would and i think it's worth asking the question because you had a story john about like you never know when a brand's gonna be totally open to it some of our i've got a knife brand it's a kitchen knife brand that's totally into murder Let's yeah do this. <laughs> we were and, so, and i was like are you are really and so there's the iss made some some uh, rubber knives of these and it's gonna be like murder like and i'm like this is amazing okay great mm-hmm. because they're it's actually a huge critical scene and they understand that not everyone's gonna run out and grab this knife of theirs mm-hmm. to yeah. go murder people yeah. but it was just it's gonna be a big scene and i you had the what was the mall a late one which is a i was doing justified which is in kentucky and there's a local beverage called Ale Eight One, which is kind of like super caffeinated Mountain Dew. Right. And it's like, and so uh, I wanted to. These guys need to kind of rescue, get out of a pickle. So they make a Molotov cocktail. So it's good guys making a Molotov cocktail. So I called up the company and said, "Hey, can I? You, this is good guys saving the day with your brand, but they're putting gasoline on it and blowing someone up." <laughs> <laughs> and they said. Yeah, we love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's you know, we're in Kentucky. That's yeah. what Kentucky's all about. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we blow stuff up. <laughs> so, so that, and then the, the, like ear candy, I had to do bloody headsets, and they said, "Oh no, that's great." We, yeah, you know, do the bloody headsets, but yeah, you, you know, if you ask, you ask. And... No, yeah, asking is the biggest thing. I mean, there's others like I don't know. Was there's a couple just like website companies or search companies mm-hmm. that just don't. You can't do search. You have to always you, you always have to make your own search graphics because right. if you hit search, whatever comes up, they can't replicate that, and it has to be accurate. So right. like mm-hmm. those, but like there's ways around it as long as you have a conversation with them where there's exceptions, and you don't sure. know that unless you ask. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's about, I mean, I think it's working with companies who know how to be seamless partners. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like Microsoft. I was like, oh, I think we could have helped you with that because right. with Microsoft, they've been doing this we've been doing this so long like yeah. you know and with xbox we have gameplay we have libraries of gameplay going back to 2001 right, right, right. that are cleared and, and i think it's about just knowing how to make your lives easier right. you know i when i hear a client send one something one you got yeah. none you know and yeah. I'm like i've told my team how many times like make it easy you know yeah. um but um yeah I, I forgot there was one other thing i was gonna tag along to your your point there oh well, wonder bread that's what it was wonder bread. Back, to, oh, yes. back to back to white bread they, <laughs> they totally steered into who they were with um talladega nights mm-hmm. because talladega nascar the nascar family the france family did not want it to be wonder bread mm-hmm. they wanted and they wouldn't give approval to the show to the film they they really wanted it to be dupont or pepsi mm-hmm. one of their coke one of their biggest like one of their sponsors, real, real big sponsors yeah. right. to spend money but obviously it was funnier with the production and Will Farrell wanted 
white bread and made yeah. the whole joke. Yeah. And they went with it and they're like, okay, let's do this. And they were actually in bankruptcy at the time. And it did help. I mean, we sent, as you talk about high res assets, that's all we sent. A file went off and that's all that they did. And it turned into this massive, mm-hmm. big, you know, story and merch <laughs> and everything like that. And it did help them for a while, but then they sold the people. Did it help Old Spice too? (laughs) They were already probably massive at that time. You know, but it's just examples of making things cool again. You know, is that entertainment is really good for, for, I mean, we all have examples of Mm -hmm. things that are cool again. I don't know. Members only jackets coming back. They never really went away. (laughs) With with a little strap going down the back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, I I mean, I guess like, uh, we could probably wrap it out. I mean, what do you think... uh, What's the future like for prop masters? What's the, what's the future looking like? I think it's looking. Personally, I think it's looking better with the PMG, you know, kicking in, and we have we have websites now. We have more social outreach now. I think it's, I think you know, I think people are making props cool now that we know what we do. I mean, they're always cool. No, I don't get me wrong. We're trying to let everyone else know how to share. Yeah, share how cool they are. But uh, yeah, again, it's one of those things. It's like when you're looking at you know, uh, you know. Star Wars is, a, you know, their props, you know, in the mid seventies were found items they they created. You know, now you can three D print a design from scratch, but mm-hmm. now back then, you know, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber was a graphics flash attachment to a nineteen thirties camera. You know, that's what their lightsabers were different, mm-hmm. different of these flash folders. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. I got some lightsabers. There in you here, go. Yeah. See, look at right up there. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is we we have fun jobs. They're cool. You know, we get to problem solve at the last minute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you try to let things roll off your back the best as you can. I mean, they're good, just life lessons in general. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. So, of course, I've been in a room full of prop people, so they yeah. don't agree with me, <laughs> but, you know, it's like. Um, That's the point of it. And we're, we're all hanging out now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's a prop out. podcast yeah. now. Because yeah. you know? <laughs> how often did you get asked, hey, do you know this prop master? Well, no, he's not on my show, and I'm the only one here. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? <laughs> Well, that's, I, again, um, from my experience, because I'm like a vendor, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For years and years, I thought you all knew each other. For some reason, I have no idea why everyone thought they all knew each other. No. But then you're reminded, like, oh, no, unless you're passing the halls at a prop house or mm-hmm. at Norm Marshall, right. or you're hanging out and you're passing each other at a loading dock somewhere, you're mm-hmm. really not taking the time to share your experiences or your tricks of the trade or refer people. And I do think it is changing. You know, there there was a time, it's funny, because I get a lot of calls um, for referrals mm-hmm. and some prop people back in the day, I don't know if it's the same, don't want to refer people because I don't know if they want, it, I, always it's, it's also hard referring someone and you make sure you, you know, you, want you really to want to know them. before you refer yeah. them, but yeah. But, um, and also sharing the tricks of the trade too. Yeah. So, that's, that's like, very, it's very different now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, back in the eighties, the prop guys kept their secrets you know, bought drugs for productions on big features. And, uh, you know, yeah, we don't get enough. We don't get to buy enough drugs. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, they're they're a little bit stickler now. They have P yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, oh, I've heard some stories too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. My dad, since we grew up in Glendale, he uh, when he was in high school, his friend worked for the catering company for the Munsters. Oh wow! And like oh. for all those those shows and stuff, yeah. and he was like telling me about what would be a craft service like this is in the 60s you know and it's yeah a lot of it's always craft service gets the fun stuff yeah. or the props so yeah um no it's a, we have fun we have fun jobs you know yeah. it's yeah what's next john i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i need a job really badly yeah, yeah i know Writer exactly. just, strike. Yeah. just just for my own you know i like solving other people's problems and using their money to do it yeah, and so you know, solving my own problems and using my money to do it isn't as fun. No, and also too because John's in, 
keeping himself busy. It, it's every week now he's building a new robot for the yeah, house. I'm having a lot of robots around the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last time we spoke, you were bidding on a hippo. So, yeah, I didn't yeah, win the hippo. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, no, no, I didn't win the hippo. Well, that's cool. I've been, I, I've been in a, in a. A battle bots. Oh, just with Paul. I've just been watching nonstop battle bots. Battle, <laughs> battle bots is fun. It's a fun show. Yeah, we had we had them on Drew Carey. Oh, we, really? We had the battle bots on Drew no Carey. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they still around? Oh yeah, yeah, they're back. Oh yeah, yeah they're, they're back hard. They started like oh, like I think they went away for a few years, but they're like fresh and reloaded. Like all the '90s stuff. Yeah. A lot of the old '90s teams are still there too. Actually, yeah. like uh, they're like. They're like the elders, <laughs> but, it's, but it's a lot higher tech now. It's like, oh yeah, like they have sponsors and his companies building lots them of and, sponsors, and everything's all water jet cut and oh yeah, oh yeah, case hardened. It's not oh it's not, a, yeah, AR like steel, like AR five hundred steel. It's not some guy in his garage with a lawnmower engine, you know. No, yeah, not no, anymore. Very, yeah, they, they, some of them are shooting projectiles now yeah. and like yeah. doing stuff like it's crazy. <laughs> um. We uh, when we had years ago, twenty uh, something years ago now, when uh, Jesse James that Monster Garage, mm-hmm. we actually had Dunkin' Donuts build a a donut making cop car. So it's like that, like <laughs> being there, and they did it. They're like so be, part of that. Like you talk about the BattleBots, like yeah. being there for three days and watching them actually like build it. I was like, they're really building. Yeah, yeah. I'm there with the donut people. Yeah. I don't think they passed. They would have passed health probably. Probably, <laughs> probably. probably. Well, just the idea of driving around with hot oil. It was yeah, in the yeah, trunk. Yeah. that was part of the consideration set, yeah. and it's it's in the trunk. It was in the trunk. It was all well yeah. thought out. So um, yeah. anyway, well, it's, you know, to, with the building, you know, because there's all these builders out there now. Because we know people, um, uh, the John I met at uh, WonderCon, and they build their own Iron Man armor, 3D printed, oh, yeah. called Iron. They call themselves the Iron Idiots, and the stuff is absolutely gorgeous, you know. And then everybody on Kadobe, we're all making our own full size R2 units. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, you know. How much do those run? It's expensive. They're like fifty thousand dollars if you <gasps> want to buy one. If you buy like one, but yeah, 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 we got that. We've got pieces at the house right now, but um, I probably got another three grand that I, I need to put into it. To yeah, it up and running. So when we all return. Oh yeah, see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, we have a Dalek um, at the house now. We've got um, Nomad. Nomad from the first Star Trek. That John built. That he put the Alexa in, so it actually talks to you. Oh wow! And uh, and I'm working on my Daggett. Yep. Which is really a dumb idea. What is that? It's the robot dog from the first Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yes. Oh, I forgot it's just, about that. I don't that. know why I started making that. Because it's you. <laughs> I just like dumb stuff. Well, exactly. well, you've got we've got you've got the original. Quark spaceship oh, Quark from the spaceship, Quark, yeah. yeah, from the original Quark series from the seventies. We need to go to your house. Yeah, it's a museum. It's turning into a museum, really. Yeah, you know, it's a fun house. Or your prop trucks. Are your prop trucks is fun too. House is better. Okay. House is better. My prop trucks in Lancaster right now. So, oh <laughs> no. There's, no, there's no room at ISS. Oh, yeah. What about I, yours? Where's your truck? Mine's at ISS. Yeah, my yeah. trailer's there. <laughs> yeah, and I just got my fancy new trailer too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So no. it's kind of sad. Is it, is it personalized? Oh yeah, mine's personalized and stuff. I got um, Phil Shea's old secondary trailer from um, Superstore when he okay. was wrapping up that. That's right. So I got his old. So I, I took that one and um, there was already half the walls or, or already had uh, shelves built out of it, and the gold room was already like uh, already had locking door and steel around it. It was pretty nice. I just ripped out a lot of the back gold room shelves and then built in my home and put a whole bunch of cabinets in it so i definitely personalized it a lot yeah that, that's this is my office on my new truck oh see, it used glasses. to it, it used to be a um 
Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Holy it, crap. It, the, the, this trailer used to belong to a um, trade show company. Oh, really? So that was the, everything's all nice and wood. There's a door there. Oh, there's, yeah. Um, you know, there's, you know, that's. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So the lighting was already like nice. Everything was there. Yeah, everything. All we had to do was put the shelves in. That's great. <laughs> I, just, I don't remember prop trucks being so competitive until the last few years. We're actually, uh, I mean, it would have just ended. It, I was like, oh, I won't plug this because it already would have happened. We, well, we would have already had by the time this came <laughs> out. Exactly. A prop master meetup with our trailers, but we have like a best in show thing going on. That's kind yeah. of just quirky and fun. It's not serious, but it's going to be like no, exactly. most well, creative gold room or yeah, something yeah. like that. I just don't remember dropping off and doing deliveries on, on uh, location and they were so customized. Oh, yeah. Like well, smoke. look at Josh Bramer's truck. I mean, yeah, no. He, his, his is in Lancaster, is in too, Lancaster so he ain't going to win. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he messaged me. He's like, oh, mine's in Lancaster. I was like, my response was, well, that's great for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm going to have to drive out there on Monday. I've dropped some stuff off the yeah. trailer. I mean, his is a smoke show. I think he literally yeah. has smoke. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, yeah, like, exactly. I got to go do some work on mine now. I know. No. I know. I'm a, uh, my husband's going to open up his truck, too. And I was, I was asking him last night. I'm like, so all these other people have like really customized truck. I've actually never been on his truck, which is you'll hilarious. be able to come and see so, everybody's. Yeah, he wasn't feeling the competitiveness. No, so. mine's not. Mine's not <laughs> extremely like like mine's very functional. It's yeah. comfortable and functional, but it's, yeah. there's no there's no like glitz and glamour or flashing no. lights. I'm happy we have air conditioning in ours. Actually, no, there there That's are LED. My wife did put in LED lights like this yes. in our golden, yeah, so we do have that now. But that anything fancy is her. She's doing yeah. that to it. Exactly. In fact, I I put an air tag in my truck, so I know it's still there. At the oh, lot. perfect. Ah. So, okay. <laughs> See so the technology good. guy. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. There's like neon on some now. Yeah. Like, no, uh, I'm not doing that. No. 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 <laughs> I don't need that mood lighting. <laughs> no. Well, any last thoughts? Anything we forgot to no, mention? Any things you yeah, want to no, share? No. I mean, stories behind stories. Upon yeah. stories. Yeah, I mean, That's what you guys are, storytellers. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming and hang out. Today. Oh, guys, yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. It was, it was fun. Thank you so much for doing it. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any big grand plug you want to do for Ben Labs before we go? Oh, jeez. All prop masters. Into- yeah, get your product from Ben Labs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just talked about authenticity. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but I do think like authentically, yeah, prop people should know that we're we're all about supporting the story you're trying to tell with yeah. our brands. And and uh, give me a call. Like yeah, I said like you're. It was. I had a conversation with a couple of prop masters the other day, and we we're saying the thing that makes you great too is like you're a friend. Yeah. <laughs> of the prop masters like <laughs> you're not jumping down the throat like where's the show when's the next show you will just call us to say hey oh, yeah and yeah. like and how's your family or oh what i just had a baby you're like oh do you need a baby bjorn bouncer or baby <laughs> bjorn it's like yeah. oh okay <laughs> you know no. just like you you like to see us uh be good in our life you know and mm-hmm. that's that's it means a lot <laughs> and it means a lot because you are my friends my entire adult oh, yeah, life no. i mean you were at my wedding yeah I, exactly I, yeah. Skip, yeah. I skip a new I was going through a divorce before my parents knew. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, we spend so much time together. And I do think it, it actually came up, what you're talking about, on a call, our leadership call at the office this morning. People were talking about, like, how do you stay in touch with people? Or, you know, how do you keep your, your relationships? And I was like, why is this an actual tactic we're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you either care or Good you people. want to. Like, yeah, you like exactly. people. Um, 
but yeah, it's it, this is the best job ever I have mm -hmm. because I can listen to stories all day long. You go on set, you drop things off, you could see your results, and we're we're part of it. We're still part of. I mean, here I'm talking about Wonder Bread, and it's you know 15 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Night. But you still have some bit of participation. Mm -hmm. But I do think. I mean, the plug really is, especially for young. Um, prop people or students or set people or yeah. whomever in the business if you are looking for a brand just reach out if i yeah. don't have them i may know who has them yeah you and i may do. know how to connect yeah. you and and you yeah. talk about like sharing information yeah mm -hmm. there are people in my world that do not agree with me referring other agencies or brands but you're my friends yeah and, and, and i and want you, you to, to like you know yeah. get what you need by tomorrow morning yeah because unless know? you guys don't have that exact same brand then what what the harm is it that we have to go to somebody else to get something that we yeah need? yeah and there's there are a bunch of us who've been doing this a long time yeah and exactly. we all know each other it's friendly competition yeah. and there's room for everyone there really um, is you know for for everything especially but, now when you got sound studios building brand new sound stages because of all the streaming shows yeah yeah i mean and that's just my closing thought too on like uh we were talking about inclusivity or bringing in new people into the craft and how do you get in the unions just like in 2020 they had to open the books for so many different departments right. because there were so many shows yeah. that came back. And I think that's the anticipation too. Yeah, let's for... get back to that. Yeah, I, exactly, I, exactly, I, like exactly. that, I like those times a no, lot No, but I, I, I think that'll happen though because yeah. they're going to have this backlog. They're supposed to go to camera. And I mean, we typically averaged about 150 shows in production that we worked on in a week, like nationally yeah. in Canada. Mm -hmm. So those will all come back all at one time. After yeah. a lot of bodies that are you know yeah. going to be. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I so. went. I went. I went from doing like finally. I was like, yes, I finally made it to scale shows. Like we're doing it. Like we're we're doing pe shows. People like to like. Oh, now we're not working at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't wait to get back to Abbott. I'm mean, technically I was supposed to start Abbott in two weeks. I know. Prepping, and <laughs> now like you know, I mean we'll get there eventually. But did you have something, John? Also lined no. up? No, no. You didn't have anything. Yeah. Lined up? <laughs> I well, I, mean, I mean, I have. You know, I mean. That you can talk about. I, I did really well with the Seth MacFarlane art department, yeah. and so they'll they'll be doing something because he does a million things. Yeah, he likes season two of Ted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Yeah, I mean Ted's going to be in come August. Will be the only new show on the air. Yeah, I know because everything else is already aired. Right, yeah. I am yeah. running out of content. Yeah. yeah. So, any suggestions? <laughs> yeah, text me later. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Um. Thank you to everybody for tuning into another episode of Prop Talk, the official podcast of the Property Masters Guild, brought to you by Real Working Retired Prop Masters. If this is your first time listening, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, do all this stuff. Um, do it wherever you're hearing this and all that. If you would like to know more information on the Property Masters Guild or have any questions for us here at Prop Talk, be sure to go to propertymastersguild.org. Um, we're also on all the socials. Um, you can find us on Instagram at underscore the PMG um, and all the other socials. All you got to do is search Property Masters Guild. Um, yeah, until next time.